You wanna go to war? You got a war. You started it, we gonna finish. That was that was the gist of the and the funny thing was you know this this crazy human bit him he was he's like a reptile man yeah. but three days out of when the moon's full he turns into a human and he hates it because he has to put clothes on and he like feels he has to get a job and he worries about his credit rating which is horrible <laughs> that's fucking great that is great all right we're rolling. Episode 21, Punk Off Podcast. 21. Dan Destroyer. Chris Crude. And I guess I'll just have everybody go around the room and starting with Mr. Schindorf. Jeremy Schindorf, NWO Metal Militia. Horns up! Oh, I caught you right in there. Sorry, sorry. Awesome time. Didn't swallow, let me zip up. Oh, okay. That wasn't, you know. Chris Bradham. You had some on your chest. Oh, sorry. Mmm. <laughs> I look good on you. <laughs> I love metal that much. <laughs> Damn! Your turn. Oh. Yeah. Did you ever actually say your name? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Andrew <laughs> Goto, Jelly of Peanut Butter, Williams and Jelly. <laughs> and we are missing a, a someone that was supposed to be here today, and so if he shows up suddenly on the podcast, that's why. So, uh, I've thought about doing a round table for a while, get all us musical geeks together, talk about shit we love. So, also, uh, uh, real quick too, uh, before I forget, gotta give Chris props for handling the last episode all by himself. Did a really good job. I was scared. And it was a good episode. I might say. I was scared. <laughs> Handled yourself well. <laughs> No, <laughs> I'm you know through years of uh, puberty, then being married, I learned how to handle myself well. Except you got but, one uh, hand that's also swelled now. That's, <laughs> well, handle myself too well. <laughs> Never. Uh, no, that was cool. I again thank the convalescents for having me for a while. You know they was kind of busy that day before they left on their European leg of their tour. It's really cool that. Uh, Someone that started Northwest Ohio, Southeast Michigan area is getting the international and national exposure that they are right now. Indeed, cool. Yeah, I also figured uh, if they if they'll come back on, oh, that's good. I ashed all over myself. Um, if they feel like coming back on after they're done, we'll have to see what road stories they got this time around. <laughs> it was kind of fun listening to bus stories, but. Alright, so I guess we'll go ahead and get started a little bit. Before we get started on the roundtable discussion, I had I figured I was not going to do any Doug Gloves movie shit this time, because I kind of took shit for it last time. So, at work, I had this weird epiphany where I realized 
a lot of things between Insane Clown Posse and Kevin Smith movies almost kind of sound alike. So, we've got the game called Kevin Smith or ICP. Oh, fuck, I didn't study. I, <laughs> <laughs> I should have brought him a bottle of Fago. Hmm. Now, where the hell did my pen go? The juggalo stole it. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to kind of keep score on this a little bit. So I get the first one to three. We'll win a prize. I like prizes. Now, the only thing is, if you guess wrong, you're out. Ow. Damn! Not even a double elimination? No. I guess we could try that, but then I gotta keep, try and keep track of I that. Can't, so I can't, like... And I can't count on him to actually count anything for me. And I can't, 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 can't count, so... The tournament. Huh? Yeah, it's like wrestling, you know, like high school wrestling. You work yourself back into the tournament, you know, you can get in the loser's bracket and get third or fourth place. You think I'm going to keep track of brackets? <laughs> I'll tell you what, if you, hang, if you hang a dry erase board in parts unknown, then we'll we'll start doing that. It's in the other room. That's a real, oh, yeah. I forgot about that fuck. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh I'll try and keep my eye out, see who who I guess I'll go uh I'll try to see if I want to yeah, I'll tell you guys raise your hand. I wish Ding. I had buzzers. <laughs> oh, Mr. Cotton. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm, I'm warmed up. Okay. Violent J. That's ICP. <laughs> you kind of fucking... The whole raise your hand part was... Oh, we forgot the ding part. <laughs> well, throw that one out. You're out. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're out. You forgot to ask an informable question. <laughs> Damn. Who is Andre the Giant? <laughs> all right, we'll try it. We'll try it. So, all right. Raise your hand next time. You shouldn't oh. really be included at all because you're... Part of podcasts, uh, punk rock podcast, and you're incorporated. Right. Well, I, want, well, yeah, I want prizes too. He's your ringer, isn't he? <laughs> he, didn't know, he didn't know anything about this. He come up with so. all the questions and already forgot the answers. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll try this again. Walt Flanagan's dog. Chris, Kevin Smith. Yes, it is. One point for Chris. Okay, I'm trying to say, since there's less of us, I'm trying to decide which ones to go with now. White Hayton Coon. ICP. No. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Too obvious. Well, I'm done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tell you what, fuck it. We'll, we'll, we'll throw out the elimination, because this will make it more fun. <laughs> I was going to buy myself back in. Shit. <laughs> 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 Money's no object. If we could buy back in for like five bucks. <laughs> okay. The loons. ICP? Yep. Andrew has a point. I need actually. He's on the board. Okay, I'm almost prepared. That rustling sound is Dan looking for looking something for in yeah. his <laughs> stash. Yeah, go ahead. There's nothing worse than dead air on a podcast. Dead air? Is there a jangle, or gathering of the juggalos yet this year? 
it's always great to see those lineups of mismatched people because they always get one person out and they just want shit thrown at. I'm pretty sure that's how they book that show anyway. They're like, let's get people we like and then this person we're going to throw shit at. <laughs> and literally, they throw shit at them. Yeah. Wasn't it Vanilla Ice one year? Was it? He's got a fucking home improvement show now. Well, he was on. It's like him making pools or some shit. He was on Psychopathic Records for a while, too. One point. Was he when he was yeah. the hardcore version of himself? No, no, this is within <laughs> the last couple <laughs> the of years. Version of himself. Yeah, that's right. I want to show you a different way I'm going to be ice ice. Yeah, he just yelled it. That was the only difference. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> he still ripped off Queen. But he had no, because they had that. Right, that's what yeah, yeah. That's a tiny thing. Yeah, yeah. Dong dong yeah. dong dong. Yeah. I do see that he is going to be back in Toledo, Ohio soon. Has yes. anyone seen that? Yes. With the, the 90s I love the 90s or something. It's going to be the Pepper. Spinderella. As I call it, the We All Need Money Tour. What? Well, they're still on top of their game, yo. <laughs> okay, uh, let's see. The Metatron. Chris. Kevin Smith. Yep. We're playing again. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> he was thinking salt and pepper. Yeah, all the <laughs> he was like, damn. He was going to push it. Where's that at? <laughs> the Chicken Boys. Nice repeat? Yep. Mistake. Now, I don't listen to ICP. I just so happen to be guessing all the ones. <laughs> I guessed and was wrong right off the bat. I figured, get this shit out of the way. <laughs> just want to let it be known, I don't listen to ICP. Whatever. No, okay. Nobody's judging, He's except for everybody around. Right? We're the only ones believe, in this room judging. I kind of believe you by your uh, lack of neck tattoos. Yeah, that's right. There's no Detroit. <laughs> that is true. I don't see the Hatchet Man tattoo anywhere. <laughs> it's the international douchebag crowd. I'm going to eat you shit now. <laughs> Take it back already. Okay. Fuck your Yankee Blue Jeans tour. Kevin Smith. Yeah. Chris won. I don't know, you guys want to do a couple of the of these just for fun? Just, yeah, just keep going. Yeah. Somebody else can get a point, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm back in! <laughs> yeah! Dang it! Dang it! I got yelled at for answering, so I'm just going <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to cut off early. Well, Chris won no matter what. Oh, I would have so if I'd been able to answer. But What's his prize? Because <laughs> if his prize is good, we're going to roll his ass yeah. before he gets out of here. Oh my oh, god. I'm gonna clean it out of the garage. That is the uh, Anakin oh, Slash yes! Darth Vader because it changes colors. Yes. It really it lights up. Batteries are. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Right. Dude, yeah, that is rad. My son has the exact same yeah. one, but it's so broke to shit. I haven't seen one in working order. <laughs> <laughs> Magnus Schwartz. That's <laughs> gonna love it. Yeah, I see a Schwartz is as big as mine. You know what? I got enough shit here. We'll do more than one round. So Chris won the first round. So we start you over points. Uh, <laughs> you don't turn that, it off. It's the fuse. The force. That one right there. Use the force. <laughs> I knew it. Okay. <laughs> And my kid and I can have sword fights. He's gonna love it. <laughs> okay, new round. Bank hold up studio. <laughs> Kevin Smith. Got it. Holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yep, that was the uh, studio Holden and Banky for a comic book studio and Chasing Amy. I'm pretty much the smartest man alive. <laughs> Mr. Johnson's head. He looked at me, so let's see ICP. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take the visual awesome. cues on this one. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of telegraphed. Right? Yeah. I just figured, so far, you've gotten all the rest. Fuck, so. I need to get one <laughs> Kevin Smith one. Juggalo. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Quiet Robert. <laughs> Kevin Smith. Yeah. yeah! <laughs> Stop looking at me. <laughs> well, I'm looking around the whole room. <laughs> <laughs> like this. <laughs> it's what Holden calls uh, Silent Bob in... Uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. We're first doing this Quiet Robert. Okay, let's see what else have we got here. I like how it's educational, too. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I am learning a lot. I have useless information. I need to get out there somehow, so... <laughs> what better way? Than on the internet where they couldn't find it themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, next one is... Kinky Kelly. Look all... Kevin Smith? Yes. Yeah. Damn. Great. You won. You won this round, hands down. Let's see what else we got in the little box for you. Here you go. Graphic novels. Oh. Damn. Bane and Poison Ivy. Oh, well. Sweet. I'm out for the rest of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> got some lotion too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a man. I go in dry. Just go in dry. <laughs> hey now. Actually, you know, I got one more thing, and this one... Natural lubricant. This one's really worth fighting for, this next one. Oh, shit. I will say, it's Star Wars related. Boop. <laughs> oh, got serious up here. Yeah. All right. He's got good Star Wars shit. <laughs> yeah. Look at the fucking lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> he does have a Star Wars glass right now. He's drinking yeah. out of right. <laughs> I think I got just enough to pull this off. All right. Yeah, that's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) Try to be serious. Ding. (coughs) All right. Rug munchers. One point for that. (laughs) What was that? Kevin Smith. Oh, fuck. I'm sorry. (laughs) Distraction. (laughs) This is rigged. This is rigged. It's like tag team. The 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 manager bothered you. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Now, wait a minute. Chair to the back of the head. Yeah, the ref was too distracted. Came from under the ring. Motherfucker. Got this tag team. I'm kind of behind the eight ball anyway. I mean, I've never listened to ICP, and, and I never, I'm always at shows. Well, it's, I supposed never to watch be, TV. it's supposed to be a little bit hard. So, although, yeah, we've got two people over here that apparently know ICP and Kevin Smith movies fairly well. Yeah, I didn't so. know I was going up against Juggalos, man. Hatchet this. All right. Pumpkin Escobar. ICP? No. Son of a bitch! Kevin Smith. Well, school me on it. Tracy Morgan, where he played the drug dealer at Pumpkin Escobar and Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. <laughs> that was his name? I've seen yeah. Pumpkin That's Escobar. His dealer union card. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, I've actually know. seen that one. It's just been too long or I was too stoned. I don't like <laughs> All right. Jake Jekyll. I'm just going to look at Klaus now, so that way I can't... 
ICP? Yes. Ah, yes. See, I, I don't give a that shit. was a form of a question. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Alex. Who is Andre the Giant? Okay. Golgotha. Ken Smith. Yep. The Shit Demon and Dogma. Mm. I saw that one too, but that Damn. was a long time ago too. It's the hill where Christ was crucified. Yes. Golgotha. You know, that's yeah. right. And then the shit is from all the other people that were crucified. And, Who is this Christ you speak of? Is this from this Bible you were talking yes, about? Yes, the Bible that I was talking about. I don't read it. Yeah, I haven't heard of it either. It almost, check that out. <laughs> we, <it's a> <laughs> I got shit to do, man. Yeah, it is a bestseller. It's been on the bestseller list for, what, 2,000 years? <laughs> no shit. <laughs> God wrote it. <laughs> Who's this God you speak of? I saw him in that movie. You know, came he out can get him in every back. hotel. Oh, yeah. Much yeah. Have never yeah. Had. Just go to a hotel. <laughs> you can get a Bible and towels. Is that what that Bible <laughs> I usually just take the towels because I don't have to read for some, yeah. Reason, yeah. for some reason, they never had like the page 666 in them, though. <laughs> yeah. Someone always ripped them out. And... That was me. It was making paper airplanes. <laughs> yeah. no, you can actually smoke certain Bibles, so you tear the pages out, roll a joint with smoke. it. Wow, that's a... Yeah, I tried making my way through That is a whole different kind of blasphemy I've never thought of. <laughs> You're welcome, sir. I was, been I was so educated. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say the same thing, but yeah, kind of beat me to it. Yeah. You were there when we rolled the joints with it. I don't know what you're talking about. You were there. You were there. I don't remember. That was, yeah. that's a that was page 420. I would like to take this time in the program out to apologize to all my friends at the Christian Science Swap Meet. I don't know these people or their demonic ways. I'm just... Christian Science Swap Meet. You say Timmy's... Come with me sometime. got a deal on crucifix. <laughs> what was that last question? <laughs> what, what are we doing? I don't remember anymore. Alright, let's see. Cockknocker. Cockknocker. Jane. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Smith. Yeah. <laughs> Though it's also the Star Wars thing for you up in there. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, Mark Hamill. Yeah. As Cockknocker. Jason Bob's right back. Okay. Wagon, wagon. I'm gonna guess ICP. Yeah, that's correct. Oh, shit. Yeah. I forgot if I was still in there. <laughs> <around. laughs> <laughs> 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 if I don't recognize it, it's ICP. Yeah. <laughs> A brilliant deduction. I was thinking, I, like, oh, that strategy's worked, so... <laughs> I was reading the comic for the no. first part of these... <laughs> 100% of the time, it works. 50 yeah. 50% of the time. <laughs> okay, I'm trying to see what ones I got left. Salsa Shark. Kevin Smith. That's right. Chris wins it. Yeah, you're gonna be a fucking Jedi when you walk out of the I'm, I'm, I'm gonna fucking float. <laughs> For that, you get Captain Phasma bobblehead. Oh, damn, that's oh. actually pretty dope. Fuck. I should have knew more about shitty music. Yeah. <laughs> or movies you had apparently watched. Right, yeah, I've seen them before. But, okay, you know how many. Well, you were talking about Dog, but that was like two wives ago when I. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck me, man. <laughs> Some people use minutes, days, hours. I can do my wives. Two wives. 
Yeah, that was pretty good. You still haven't found him. That <laughs> <laughs> bitch was dead when I showed up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, 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 wait. I gotta find him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Good job, but oh, oh exactly. somebody's still cold. <laughs> Looking in Detroit. No, no, you're way cold. <laughs> Alright, that's all I had. The rest, there was a couple left, but they weren't that great. Malenko. Oh, WWE. Oh, yeah. yeah, I see. Dean Malenko. Dean yeah. Malenko. That's <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. I of Malenko. Steve Dave. He was actually yeah, just yeah. on. Steve Dave, I love that. Tell him Steve Dave. Podcast. Stop calling me that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I thought you were in the middle of something. I was like, I, I, like, I missed it. I Who know. is Junkyard Dog? Oh, sorry. What's his name from the Misfits? It was on the Stone Cold Podcast. Jerry Only? Yeah. yeah, I thought that. They actually... He's a fucking merch whore anymore. I called out... What's his name originally from Toledo? That band... I listened to it. I'm trying to think. What the hell? That band from Toledo. That punk band from early, way back, way back. Necros? Yeah. Necros, yeah. Yeah, they called Todd them Swallows. out there and their drummer and yeah. everything. So I just wanted to get that out there. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. I meant to say something about that. But somehow I have a feeling, I don't know, I could be wrong. I, meant, I, don't, think, I, I don't think Todd listens to... I meant to say something to him because I, yeah, I don't really think he does, but... Yeah, I don't mention that. Yeah, I don't... I'll send him a message later. Or you can. Or we both can. And then he's like, what the fuck? Why are they bothering me? I don't care about Stone Cold. <laughs> Even though it is the month of 316. Oh, it's a holiday for wrestlers. Is that from that Bible? Give me a hell yeah. That's from the Bible. Is that from yes. the Bible again? Yes. <laughs> this is Bible study. You guys <laughs> fucking had me totally fooled. That's, that's how you get them in the door. Yeah, yeah. yeah this is the Punk Off Podcast, a.k.a. Bible study. Well, it is Sunday. Well, we were going to call Son ourselves. Man, I didn't even see <laughs> Are you going to keep drinking that, right? Yeah. <laughs> More sugar in your Kool Aid? Yeah. Lost me some Kool Aid. <laughs> I feel a little funny, fellas. <laughs> Those aren't chains on your ankles. So just don't worry about it. <laughs> uh. I forgot the other joke. I was going to completely do. Eh, apparently, it wasn't that funny. Just bring out the gimp. <laughs> <laughs> Fire up the big band music and don't mind the chains that are hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> All right, I guess we'll start the uh, <clears throat> round table. Uh, I guess I'll start out since I have the tablet in my hand, and I gotta say something real quick. Fuck okay. country. Sorry. <laughs> That's fine. Sorry. No there goes half the viewers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. You just alienated six fucking people. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> well, I'll expound on that just a little bit. Okay. Fuck new country. Okay. Yeah. I have yeah. no use for it. Hallelujah. Johnny Cash. Pop Willie Nelson. I have no problem with those guys. Amen. Blake Sheldon can go fuck himself. Perfect. <laughs> oh, sorry, it's later. <laughs> I was asleep. Well, and I've ruined my chance to be on The Voice, yeah. so. Yeah. <laughs> Don't drag us Shit. under the bus with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. now that I'm associated, no America's Next Top Model for me. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! 
me and my opinions. All right, we'll do the round table. All this pretty is going to go to waste now. <laughs> Eat me. <laughs> All right, so yeah, now we'll begin the round table part of the podcast. I don't know why I started talking like I'm halfway to play a jack. Ooh, all right, babies, yeah. Rock and roll. All right, first question. Uh, yeah, I guess I should uh, kind of uh, expand on this a little bit. What I did is I got a hold of all these guys, gave them a little list. Um, if you've uh, ever seen the movie High Fidelity, it's kind of like that shit where we list their tops of favorite shit. Most of it's music related. There's a couple that were not. So we'll start out with the uh, first question I poised to these guys was, your, uh, if you were trapped on a desert island and you could take one band's entire discography with you, what would you take? For me, I thought about it, there's a few bands in there, but I had to go with Fugazi because all of their albums actually in the end I end up liking. Even at first I'm like, yeah, it's not as good as it's... Ten songs plus three EP, but you know, in the, in the end, I still always I like their shit. I'll always stand by that band. So, and I guess we'll go clockwise around the room, and next we'll go to Mr. Spradlin. Well, we just list them off because I like how many CDs is that? How long are you stuck on that desert island before you got to start repeating songs? And is there a CD Wait. player available? Yes. <laughs> okay. You just, well, you just bring the one. Yeah, yeah. You just plug it in the sand. Okay. So it's new tech. Gotcha, gotcha. So I'm curious about everyone's choices. Stuff, if you get a seagull and you make the seagull's beak play right and then it goes off motherfucker backwards. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think they're up to, I don't know. Well, they've had post humorous band releases now as well. So yeah, I think but we're keeping it in that one kind of niche of that band and their fucking yeah. albums. So for me, it's still it's Fugazi, hands down. So, still love their songs. So you probably got, what, a month of music before you start well, you can still songs? It, it's not like it disintegrates after you play it. You're like, oh my fucking god! <laughs> no, like you're on an island for unknown amount of time. Eventually you're gonna go crazy. It's like, that band has one CD. <laughs> All right, you're done. Okay, well, you go to the nearest after. level up and you trade them in for another discography, I guess, afterwards. Cause... Well, now that's more than one discography on the fucking island. See, this is See that thing. just saved my choices, so. All right, well, to... I'm just really curious about this because <laughs> this is you on an island with one discography. You yeah. can't just pick this all willy-nilly, man, because halfway through you're going to want to break that CD in half and slit your wrist if it's just one CD. No, it's the entire band's catalog, discography. Yeah. Their whole catalog. Oh, yeah, shit. but if their whole discography is one CD, I'm going to pick the band with one So it has to be a band. It can't be like Time Life. So well, you don't a have... A bunch of shit. <laughs> <laughs> We've got the thinking man's man. <laughs> well, no one says you have to listen to it continuously. You well, can yeah. take a break. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> time, I love the 80s. It's yeah. what will get you through hard in times yes. in desperate situations. Yeah, I see, it. we get it all. <laughs> All right, so now we're moving. Okay, all right. I had a real tough time with this because I couldn't decide between Jimi Hendrix and Skinny Puppy. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I, I don't know. I love the fact that's what he had to do. <laughs> <laughs> because neither, I, I don't think I'd get tired of either of them. Skinny and Hendrix. The Skinny Hendrix. <laughs> oh, that's going to be a, oh, that would be a good Jimmy Puppy. <laughs> Jimmy Puppy. Yeah, that, Jimmy Puppy. Oh, that dude. But do you know somebody's going to do that now? Because they did the whole thing where they mixed Wu-Tang Clan and Fugazi into tracks. 
So now somebody's gonna do that. Well, we gotta we gotta copyright that shit right now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just can't use fuck that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it's already copyrighted. Yeah. Nobody can fuck yeah. yeah so you did, cheaters. Yeah, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're watching me. <laughs> Come up with your own original shit. What are you, top forty radio? <laughs> I like how you both just threaten the microphone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Again. <laughs> Want to make it no in your face? In your face? In your face? So Jimi Hendrix or Skinny Puppy? Why those two? I mean, they're extremely different too. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, they give you a good amount to listen to, as variety-wise. Yeah, that's. See, for I've known Chris for quite a while, so I don't question this as much. But it is a good thing you're here to ask questions like that, because because uh, well, if you ever see, go to Chris's shows. It is an experience because Chris, huh? he has the, uh, how, how do I put this? You'll be listening and you're like, wait, I know that song, but it's nowhere in the, near the style of which it was originally wrought. So, <laughs> Someone, this is his way of fucking with the audience. It's you're Willie Willy Nelson earlier. Yes. I mean, yes. which is probably the best I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes we expand and do like two choruses. Two? Two, yeah, where we just go through that shit and play it. And people, I know people are all like this. <laughs> like they just can't believe that. They just saw Satan. Once again, yeah, visual, yeah. visual gags are good on a podcast. Yes, uh, sorry. It was the motion of somebody's face being blasted off with the sonic boom. <laughs> well, if you just overdub some of this, you can add the villain. Yeah. Yeah. And this time, they're just kind of sitting around making jerk off. But yeah, that is Andrew does bring up, bring up a good point though. At least I, I think for the average because, person, he, they were probably like, oh, "Because mind so blown, what the fuck?" Usually, if you know one, you don't even know the other. That is so. yeah, true. Because I couldn't decide. Because there's skinny puppies just fucking out there, and I love it, it because it's out there. But yet they have songs, uh, maybe not the the typical verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, and you know outro, but. It's and it's not guitar driven. I think. No, even for electronic band to not be that verse, chorus, verse, chorus driven thing is really weird for them to do. But they definitely do experimental sounds, especially yeah. for somebody who started out kind of an art band. And yeah. Because half their shit depended on him pulling it, out his guts on stage. Yeah, yeah. Before yeah. it depended on yeah. it being an awesome song, like a great or wrong in the right album they did was fucking phenomenal. Yeah. As far as being digitally clear like I love their dirty stuff and whatnot but as far as stepping into the new age a lot of people lost yeah. all their edge with that and they were able to keep that strong with that yeah that yeah and that's to me that's the essence of keeping music fresh yeah because you have evolve. to keep yeah you have to keep evolving without losing yourself and I think weird. that's where Jimi Hendrix stopped he was evolving and then fucking died. And That's also a good way to avoid having to evolve, too. Yeah. Go, <laughs> out, on top, right? <laughs> go, go out on top. Yeah, like, That's right. a car commercial then overdose. But he still, he still got fucking new albums every fucking year. So I'm, I'm good with that. That's a huge discography for, you know. You got a digitally being... remastered, remastered uh, <laughs> digital recording from. And then, they, then they find, oh, look, this is the guy that. Jimmy gave the, the, the mix, the first mix of uh, Are You Experienced? And, or maybe it was uh, one of the albums, one of the three. 
And he gave it to some guy and said, hold on to this, and then forgot. So somebody out there has a, a, an album mix of one of Hendrix's albums that never came back. Wouldn't that be awesome to find? Yeah, sure, yeah. So yeah, I'm waiting on that album. And I don't want to miss it if I'm on a desert island. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I still think we have to make you pick, though. You narrowed it down to two. Now you're on oh. the fucking thing doing it. You got to pick one. I'd have to go with Hendrix. Oops. Because because he can be psychedelic and straight up blues, man. And it's the, the gamut and his his songwriting is incredible. And that's yeah, why his Hendrix. guitar work too. I mean, just his, his he, guitar work he plays was, weird. Yeah, I mean, he was he was excellent, incredible. A bit sloppy, but he didn't give two shits. That was live. Yeah. You get those studio recordings, and it blows your fucking mind. Hendrix, man. Totally. Yeah. I mean, at yeah. the time, it was the the, the heavy 180 metal. <laughs> opposite of Eric Clapton, where he was yeah. so precise with everything in slow hand, and and this was just sloppy. Yeah. Greatness. Great. Star Spangled yeah. Banner. Perfect example. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, there's times in that you go, what the fuck song was this? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I heard part. From yeah. what I heard, he blew four amps or something while playing that song. Mm. And just keep would, replacing the amps I while he's it. doing it. I just actually turned my 18-year-old daughter onto Hendrix. She's very top 40 in, in hip-hop and things like that. And was talking about the Live at Monterey album and, and the catching of the Stratocaster on fire. And, and she's just recently came to that. And, and it's it's cool, her hearing it now, because I haven't felt that that fire that she's feeling right now hearing the greatness yeah. since I was in junior high when it was oh, first yeah. really brought to me and seeing her when she's listening to it and it's just someone that listens to something totally different than that hearing that and you can see that she's not faking it's like holy shit this is this is legitimate yeah and it's fucking old yeah <laughs> because it was great you're not gonna be talking about any of the shit that's on the radio right now in 40 fucking years you're yeah. not you're yeah. not gonna be talking about it in 40 fucking days and that's yeah that's that's why I, Stands up. It's it's the songwriting. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can have five guys in a room writing one song, and you know, if it's baby, 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 uh, baby, let me run it through an auto tuner. You know, yeah, then through an <laughs> auto tuner, we're all like, fuck yeah, glad hand ourselves. <laughs> it's still fucking shit, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And, I've actually got like the remake, the remastered version of Baby, Baby, Baby. Do <laughs> you? Baby, Baby. Where it, where it goes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that how he wasn't Queen? Is that how you take at the end? It's different. <laughs> Can you make me a mixtape without him? <laughs> Please. All right, all right. I got to take charge. Andrew. I had the same problem as him because also I read way too much into it because I was thinking like if I'm on there I don't want to hear the same song a whole bunch so like I looked at longest discographies and things like that Mm -hmm. because like if I brought Tom Waits thing with me I could probably go a year and a half without repeating a song which I thought would be great yeah but then it's like yeah what do you want to have to deal with every day like you said I have to listen nine (laughs) times yeah (laughs) not all the time and I don't have to deal with like 83% of bullshit (laughs) so that'd be plus to pick out shit more I like then it's also Desert Island, so if you get lonely, you know the Rammstein discography comes with dildos, model <laughs> So that crossed my mind for a minute. I'm like, I'm See, alone on an island. Who's going to I don't take that into account. Nobody's going to do that. Shut out either. Yeah. The seagulls. <laughs> I'm 
make them turn away. Yeah. <laughs> Don't make eye contact. You know what I'm doing? That's not a conch shell. <laughs> yeah, I spent way too much time thinking about it. Cause I did like the same thing, like uh, you know, because like I could go the Tom Waits or Nine Inch Nails. I was thinking about. In the end, I went with what I didn't think I'd pick at all. It was uh, Acid Bath. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, because uh, their acoustic tracks are fucking on point as far as that cleanliness and weirdness, and then their metal songs are yeah, metal songs. Yeah. I just want that nice range, and I'd like it without the occasional song that I'd be like, nope. All right, I'm on a desert island. I'm still skipping this. Mm. <laughs> I'll wait till day 385 for listening to that track. <laughs> but those, there's like two or three albums, and that's it. And yeah. I still just take those with me. Cool. That's fucking sweet. That is a good one. That's really Which let me interject. I do some Agents of Oblivion. Oh, I love that shit. Which Agents is right after, yeah. yeah. Even and the Dax Ray solo stuff is yeah, awesome. Yeah, I can't Agents get the Agents of Oblivion, a dead man, or a dead boy and the elephant man. Man, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> on, Internet people look all those bands up. Yeah, all yeah. kind of the yeah. same folk, but they're great. All right. Chris Crude? Oh, I'm allowed to answer? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. Oh, he's not prepared. <laughs> well, at first, I was like going to switch things up. It's like, okay, I just don't want, like, one band. It's like, I just want, like, Bootsy Collins on a bass following me around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can dig it, baby. <laughs> With goldfish in the platform shoes. <laughs> I was thinking, hey, you could do, like, uh, Less Claypool disc- discography because that's like three different bands. You know, you got you got Primus, you got Oysterhead, yeah, Frog Brig- Brigade. Brigade, yeah. That's a little bit of cheating, but I'll allow it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Find the rules, switch them up. Well, honestly, Find I expected loopholes. nothing less from you. What's Find this? It's a loophole. That band you did with uh, Buckethead and Bernie Brains. Yes. Awesome, too. Uh, Colonel's Bucket of Brains or something like that. Yeah. Such a cool album. I liked his solo album, Highball with the Devil. That was fucking great. Dude's a beast at what he does. Yes. (laughs) Like, I'm going to play every single thing all the time. But yeah, he's still bummed he never got Metallica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. weird to see him with Metallica. <laughs> just the one guy smiling in the corner, going, "But <laughs> they can still be good." If yeah, it's yeah. one possibility. <laughs> so yeah, Les, if you're listening, props to you, my fucker. <laughs> Fuck Metallica. <laughs> All right, early stuff. Sorry, go. <laughs> All right, Mr. Shindorf. Well, sitting in the room, I, I am being put in a chair that I'm not normally in because I'm going to come off as the mainstream guy in the in the group. Okay. Because in, I had to answer this one last. This of all nine questions, this this was the last one I could answer because it is a tough one, man. Yeah. You're basically asked, "What is your favorite of all time?" That it, and a lot of it came down to length of discography because there's some some new bands that I absolutely can't get enough of right now, but we're working off of one or two discs. But I had to narrow it down to either Motorhead's entire body of work okay. or Wasp. Oh, oh shit! shit. <laughs> and, and just to not get the uh, 
it's popular to be a Motorhead fan right now. Yeah. Vote. Yeah. I, I have to go with Wasp because anybody that knew me in the eighties, I, <laughs> I once injured myself trying to make a cod piece out of me. Certainly solidly. I wish I still had something in this box to give you as a prize. You know what? No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, because you know what? I got in trouble in school a long time ago no for way. playing for I... playing the live version of Harder Faster oh. really loud on the school bus. Suck me, suck me, eat me raw! This is harder, faster, man! Yeah, I got into trouble. Well, so, I was just man, handed you just the bobblehead <laughs> that I wanted so dearly earlier, Captain Phasma. I yeah. appreciate it. Thank you. I would get up and curtsy. Curtsy. <laughs> this has been so worth it today. But yes, I, I will have to pick Blackie Lawless's perfection because even with the new shit that nobody has heard of, mm -hmm. I still love it. There's not one album that I go. Uh, man, I gotta, uh, I, I would, I've long been a champion of Blackie Lawless and the shit he has done and the shit he's brought, and he still doesn't quit. Yeah, and, just, and people in Europe still know how great he is because yeah. that's the only play he plays in the states one time a year. Yeah, Europe, he's playing there right now, I'm sure, and yeah. to a sold out. That's crowd. fucking awesome, you guys. <laughs> oh, yeah, I hurt myself. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, in my in my grandma's garage out at 851 Southwood Street, Fallstory, Ohio, <laughs> trying to come up with this whole rig between. Wasp, Mad Max, what this yes, was first yes. yeah. I had shoulder pads from seventh grade. <coughs> I had those on with spikes that were actually railroad uh, spikes yeah. drilled through. Had them, they looked bad as fuck. And trying to cut the circular saw blade in half to make it on this cod piece, I, I injured myself. We don't have to go into the injury. Yeah, no, that's just awesome because... I didn't know anybody else liked Wasp. Uh, I, uh, my brother just, turned me on to Wasp. He's great. like, you know, you like Motley Crue. This is the real. This is the shit. I'm like, hell yeah. So then, but my brother, when he finds out what I'd done, he goes, fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you turned me on. Yeah. Yeah. You respond to that, is there, though? What <laughs> the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> Seriously, you got a circular crotch. <laughs> What do you want from me, man? That's just my brother's hardcore, fault. man. That's awesome. <laughs> I love metal because of that. <laughs> Saw Blake Crap is going to be my new ministry. <laughs> there you go. That's awesome. <laughs> you guys should play at Christian Science Swap Meets. Yeah. yeah, that's funny you brought that up, too, because just the other day I had to get in a down out argument about somebody was trying to throw a wasp in with poison. Oh! Yeah. Like, oh. Ah! You got a swing? <laughs> you got a swing at that shit. Yeah. yeah. To beat him down, throw him in the trunk. <laughs> that body should not be found. Yep, they're oh. in the trunk now. Yeah. That's only because they're both of their bands played in the 80s. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's why I said that. Just because they both played in the 80s. No under hair. No. That's like the first Motley Crue album as well. I mean, that was some legitimate... Yeah. Fucking nasty shit. I'm not saying as far as playing heavy or anything, but just what they were bringing together. Yeah. The Sunset Strip had not seen. I mean, this was a different age of Alice Cooper and glam and T Rex. Yeah. They all had tight pants, is what it was. The songwriting. Because they had good songs. That first album, I think, is absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely. The first, the first two for me. 
will stand up with with anything I listen to today. I mean, really good, hungry artists that yeah, yeah. that wanted. Yeah, there was a shtick there. There was something we had to do something different to get. I mean, you set your bass player's legs on fire on stage. Yeah, people fucking remember you. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. How did he <laughs> and at the time, he was not a good. Well, he's still not a good, great bass no, player. Yeah. But, but he's a good songwriter. But he, that's, yeah, that's what Frank had. Yeah, he definitely. A great songwriter. The other thing that was cool about that time of bands is their guitar tone. Like they had the re-upped the amplifiers, I'm with burning you. everything hot, and everything just had that extra gain push yeah. to it. That extra saw blade yeah. sound. Yeah, it was like <laughs> it was bright, but it still had tone to it. Yeah. I don't know if they just redubbed that stuff in the studio to get tone to it. You know, you run the one one note yeah. to get the tone through it, but their distortion just so bright, so rich, and everything. And all those bands kind of had close to that tone. Everybody had. To yeah. get that slight so they'd be slightly different than the other band sure. playing the thing before them. Yeah, and, and what their game was between Wasp and crew and anything, anything at that time was really trying to just fuck with the squares. It's like, no, it's not. I just had a talk with somebody, a local bar owner. He says, you know, what, what's up with the, the metal stuff? The people, really that satanic? It's not being satanic. It's you. It's that you're, you're thinking yeah. that... You're yeah. bothered by it, so what are we going to do it? You have a question. Oh, my God. Are these guys going to sacrifice something? Fuck yes, we're going to sacrifice <laughs> something. And then you see the show, and it's it's just shy of the sacrifice. But you guys are fucking... Your minds are blown. And, oh, my God, these satanic motherfuckers. No, no, not really. Unless it's behemoth. Uh, well, and, and not saying it hasn't... I'm talking this early 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, nobody actually... Well, I remember you actually even... Because I had this conversation, too, with someone. I remember when I first found out about Venom. I'm like, oh my god, these guys have to fucking sacrifice virgins at the end of their show. Then years later, you find out that their biggest thing is like, my wardrobe is out of sorts. Yeah, my yeah. spike gone to the dismissing. But it was, you know, it was for record sales. But as a kid, I fucking bought it. Thought it was yeah. awesome as fucking hell. Right. But then right. you have those weird heavy metal bands like, uh, what was it? The guy that they bass player blew his brains out and they made it the album cover. And oh, album. that was Mayhem. Yeah, that was Mayhem. the lead singer. The lead singer yeah. used to bury his clothes <laughs> in the ground just because he wanted a dirt smell to him when he went on stage. Well, and then they ended up taking pieces of, of his brain and cooking it with eggs. Yeah, they, they ate them. They ate that guy's brains. The one dude was in jail, or maybe it's a different band, but he was I in jail. I think it's the same band. Out, burnt okay. churches down. Yes. Okay. Okay. He was Count, in jail for burning churches down. down. Yes. From Burzum. Yeah. Yes. Killed Euronymous yes. from Mayhem. Okay, so back to this local bar owner. Other these bands that we're talking about, nobody really Kills one another or sacrifices virgins no, because it's terrible for your career. Like, these <laughs> yeah, bands, it's we cool. know these bands. No one else does. <laughs> you know, because because yeah. you were talking about the '80s, and, yeah. and and I remember one of the reasons I really liked Slayer is because oh. they pushed that envelope of satanic, mm-hmm. and because I remember reading a lot about them and them saying, "Well, we're not satanic." And we're not talking, you know, the album South of Heaven isn't talking about hell. It's talking about something south of heaven, which could be earth. Golly, mm-hmm. earth. Right. And then, you know, I really thought, that's great. They're not championing Satanism. They're championing getting away from having the parochial mind. There you go. And I thought, that's just great. And then now they're like, well, fuck that, we're satanic, we love the devil, fucking the devil rules, ah, ah, ah! And still can't play guitar very well, right. can you, Gary King? <laughs> Sorry! <laughs> but he plays to the sound of cash register. Yeah, that's right, very but they, well. still, they still play, and they're still doing it. And 
know. Well, Tom has made it known in the interviews that he's not real happy about the overly demonic stuff anymore since he's Catholic. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah? Yeah. Dude, I love the, you see the good I, guy Catholic memes that came out? It's like, band writes evil songs, yes. and everyone <laughs> still sings the lyrics, good Catholic. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I've, be, I've become you know, very good friends with a lot of of uh, players in this area especially and I, I'm very good friends with a guitar player from a a masked band okay and very dark band that uh, I wouldn't say they're satanic by any means but but the squares would definitely look at him and go what the fuck that, that's gotta be they're gonna sacrifice something and it's funny I'm, I'm texting back and forth talking to this gentleman good friends and set up, set up some things and did some business together and and he, uh, towards the end of the the conversation, he actually says, you know, thank you for all you do for the local music scene and everything. God bless you. And I <laughs> I, I had to, to laugh because I, that's not what I expected. On the second part of that story is seeing the band Pentagram, and I think I've talked to you guys about this before, at Mr. Small's, your place, in uh, Pittsburgh. And after the show was over, Victor throws some shit out into the, the audience, and I, I catch the first shiny thing that came at me. <laughs> John 316, it's a God coin. <laughs> Are you kidding? No, I'm it's not. I have it. Uh, yeah. Really sorry. It's, <laughs> but it's like, the band is... I was going to say it was a tract. And yeah. Right. And that's too funny. I just thought that was great. The, the band actually named Pentagram. Now, if you listen to the lyrics, they, they're all very religious through the 20 different inceptions of the band. Yeah. Victor has been a long-time player in and out of the band. And yeah, for sure. Uh, it was just... That's I got that. I'm like, oh, this great. is going to give me the key to... to what the fuck? I <laughs> didn't see that coming at all. I kept it. I shared it on my page and everything. I just thought That's it was awesome. irony and it's, and it's the best. You know, it's just the, it keeps the squares busy and it puts the parental advisory sticker on the front of your album and stuff and, like that will always keep bands in line because I mean it's well, the main argument that's been going on for decades so why not get on the bandwagon we can't like pick something that's going to be gone in a couple more right. to hate on and honestly those guys have been around since the early yeah, 70s exactly. so, yeah, and yeah. their argument the hasn't changed right. the argument won't change and it'll continue on forever Yep. And it doesn't mean you're your Pentagram only meant Satan since Anton LaVey's Bible. Before that, it just meant revolution, like or like mm -hmm. a spiritual rebellion or revolution anyway. Wasn't, so. uh... Is it Primus' guitar player? Wasn't he in Pentagram? That? I don't know. Larry? Larry? Yeah. Well, I, don't I don't know. know. Yeah. Like I said, there's been so many in and out. Uh, yeah, there's yeah. been... Victor yeah. Griffin's really the, the only... I'm real, such a huge fan, quote unquote, real huge fan of his riffiness, man. He's just a slow, riff heavy. Yeah, it's that Sabbath sound, which I'd said on this podcast before that I like them better than Sabbath, and, and the haters come out of the closet. <laughs> oh, whatever, man, they're great. They just never made it because well, he's, Bobby's a drug addict and yeah. stepped on his dick every time the spotlight was right there to be had. Mm -hmm. They're a great band. If you're not hit to Pentagram, check them out, man. All right, moving forward. Number two. <laughs> <laughs> Hour seven. Seventeen man. hours later. Yep. Okay, this is cool stuff, but yeah, I still got to take control at some point. Yep. All right. Top three British bands that later influenced American bands. No Beatles. That was my one because I thought that was too easy of a cop out for everybody. Mm -hmm. to do. Oh, I'm going to pick the Beatles. So for me, this one was almost as obvious, but I had to do it because it influenced <laughs> so many bands and so many genres later. Black Sabbath. So much of the music we listen to today, I don't know if it would be around at all if it weren't for Sabbath. I don't mean it's riff. Doom, metal, 
BI thing would be non-existent. Maybe it would have popped up through somebody else later, but uh, doubtful. Not not in the, the alternative movement. Shit, yeah, yeah. They just influenced everybody. Um, I actually picked also for my second one, Rolling Stones. I think they later had a huge, especially the early days of the Rolling Stones, because they were so over, like all over the map in their early albums. You had one that would be straight blues, and then that would have you know. How was it? I described Sympathy for the Devil the other day. It was almost like a folk song, and then they're like, let's put some Motown doo-wop behind it. <laughs> and then this ripping guitar solo. Yeah. That, to me, it's still one of my favorites. Great so. band. Mm-hmm. Fucking great band. First five albums. Now, originally I put the Sex Pistols, and I crossed that out, because after I thought about it some more, and I had to go back, I actually went back even further, and I went to the Kinks. Mm. The original early Kinks. Mm. There would be no so many garage bands that would have never happened Damn. if it wouldn't have been for the Kinks. Because you've even got bands, well, it's a little dated now, bands like The Hive and some of those other guys probably never would have happened if early Kinks had never been around. So, oh, shit, man. So that's, three, that three. was my three. Good one. I didn't pick The Stones or Sabbath because I thought that somebody, somebody else, else was going to pick them. So, yeah. so thanks. <laughs> I did pick the Sex Pistols. Did you? Okay, yes. I'm glad somebody did. That's, that was my it's middle It's still choice. worth talking about. The first one was ELO. I, to me, Jeff Lynne, fantastic. A lot of people didn't like it because they quote-unquote overproduced. I think, yeah. it's just, I think it's fantastic because, again, great songwriting. You don't have that many hits and not be a great songwriter. They, so, ELO. Oh, <laughs> nice. I have to say, early on, I hated that group over the years because my wife, she that's one of her top bands. Uh, but I had to kind of give them credit the more the later the down the road, the more I listened to the writing, and then you know, I had to at least give them their due. But it's it, it being influential. That's the question. It so is. You can, you it can is. I can't argue with that. Yeah. yeah. But did they influence? I mean, yeah. Absolutely. A great pick, man. That was off my radar. So, right. Okay. I'd chime in. So, and then the Sex Pistols. And I, I thought everybody would pick those. <laughs> I, I thought about it because they did kind of influence, especially the look that came. Because Ramones really came first. Yep. Ramones came first, got translated over to England. Then England kind of did their own thing with it through the Sex Pistols. Shipped it back over to America. And really, that's still kind of been the look and kind of the sound yeah. of punk ever since. That was kind of why I picked them originally, but went back because I thought somebody else might pick them. Yeah. <laughs> well, I picked them because, again, songwriting and more this time lyrically. Yeah. Because when you're, you know. Short lifespan, too, really, on that yeah. band that have that yeah. much of an effect. One album. Yeah. <laughs> and then they keep putting it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Johnny Rotten's. I'm looking over the wall and they're looking it back at me. Now I got a reason. <laughs> now I got a reason and I'm still waiting. <laughs> so lyrically, yeah, because of them. And they and were really that, they were really confrontational yes, too. Very much. I forget how many times they fucking ended up in jail just from well playing out at the Queens Festival on the yeah. Thames. They got jailed yeah. for that. Yeah. They just didn't give a shit. They got beat up at how many shows? Oh yeah, <laughs> the the, uh, long, uh, the long hard bar. <laughs> yeah, that's another popular image of uh, Sid after he got his nose busted. Busted, yeah. 
wants to get terrible bass player, but an icon. Not even a bass player. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the icon of just standing there with no shirts, fucking sits scraped into your fucking chest with whatever, and just that attitude. Yeah. And that's uh, a friend of mine turned me on to the Sex Pistols a long time ago, and uh, I think it took me years to give him his cassette back. <laughs> <laughs> And then my third was Joy Division. Mm. And they they influenced a hell of a lot, which most people don't even know. No, that's true. Uh, I really like John Frusciante. I like uh, his work with the Chili Peppers. Most of it, I should say. Uh, <laughs> uh, his solo work is really awesome because of songwriting. But he did a band... Uh, with uh, Fugazi's uh, bass player. Oh, uh, and yeah, Joe. Uh, yeah, I forget yeah, his last name. I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't uh, remember his name. Let you something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got some L's in it. Uh, the band is called uh, Ataxia. I'm going to say that right. And it's all, uh, Josh Klinghoffer, the Red Hot Chili Peppers new guitar player, mm-hmm. he's playing drums. And. Uh, Frashante takes a kind of Joy Division approach with this band. Mm-hmm. And it's really fucking cool. And they're, besides Pink Floyd, they're one of those bands. I didn't, I didn't pick Pink Floyd because I figured somebody else would pick Pink Floyd. You know? <laughs> and uh, it's one of those atmosphere. Yeah. There's so much fucking atmosphere with Joy Division. Uh, Ian Curtis. His vocals aren't always really good. <laughs> you know, he's out of key and sings off, but it fits. It does. It really lends to the band and the music. Yeah. And for me, the guitar playing in Joy Division, because the bass player is really the one holding down the melody line mm-hmm. all the time in everything. So that guitar player's free to do whatever and since he doesn't know how to play very well <laughs> you know mm-hmm. he's those doing accents. yeah, yeah he's, he's doing some fucking cool thing. shit and, and totally opposite of that where it went in the 80s with the, the hair metal and where these guys are you know playing every note that yes. constantly <laughs> yes check out every scale I know yeah 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 which that stuff was, yeah, you know, when I was place. Good when I was speed. thirteen to fifteen, that was that was cool, but I I moved on and it was to me it was you know that again attitude the atmosphere the the feeling so those are the ones I picked. Cool, hmm. All right, Andrew. Um, I'm terrible with geography, so some of these I hope are still in the UK. Version. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll start with like the oldest I can think of was like, the animals. Oh yeah, and just there for the time and age they were doing things. Everything was going to sound like that no matter what you recorded on, because it was probably all on two track. Yeah, but their songs just had that more minor key to it and tonality yeah. that cut across really well and sharp almost it still had that American blues almost yeah. that they took over there and kind of made into this 
it was almost mainstreamish, but still off-putting. Like, um, don't let me be misunderstood. When I, mm-hmm. who knows House of the Rising Sun? Yeah, we're still covering it to this day, acting like yeah. we're the best <laughs> people in the world for doing it. Yeah. And I mean. 1964 to now is a long time for that one song. Yeah. And I don't even think they wrote that song. I think that yeah. song was a cover of somebody else's. They did and were just the first to record yeah. it. But definitely they were one of the picks for influencing bands today because you'll hear all those minor key things. And um, I picked like Joy Division I thought about for a minute and uh, definitely Black Sabbath. But then I kind of went deep purple with it because they're like okay. Black Sabbath, but yeah. they're the same yeah. minor keys in the graspy voice. I mean, Ozzy was always nasally yeah. and whatnot, but deep purple was about the same time almost, a little bit after, but still had that distorted, doomy sound. And then they had that low down grumble to their voices and whatnot. And the two of them doing <clears> the vocals made it really yeah. weird. Then, like, third, I kind of had the same problem of narrowing it down. It was like, I want to do Pink Floyd, because, let's face it, all epic things have that Pink Floyd yeah. influence to oh, it. Yeah. But everybody forgets about Saucer Full of Secrets, which was awesome. You want to give a guy yeah. with a schizophrenia oh, yeah. a chance to record an album? Let him do it, because it's insanity. That is art <laughs> at its best form of just hearing somebody out of their mind singing a song. I imagine he wrote it down, but if he wrote down those words, they should have known he was crazy long before. <laughs> right? Just awkward as shit. Like that, and then like the Joy Division thing. I want to say Joy Division, but Depeche Mode uh, kind of, they fine-tuned what Joy Division, yeah, Joy true. Division was very, they were figuring out electronic equipment. Then yeah. fucking Depeche Mode knew how to use those CV patterns yeah. and everything in the studio, and it just made it so much smoother. And it came across super poppy, but that's what synths but, sound like. Yeah. That time. <laughs> that's what analog synths sound like, and they're trying to figure out how to make them dirty with saw waves. Yeah. No, those three and a half four bands. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, you stole my Depeche Mode, but what I'm going for is pretty much just the overall 80s synth pop, like British synth pop, because you got Depeche Mode, New Order, yeah. you got Flock of Seagulls, Thompson Twins, you got like all this, this genre of music. Yeah, pop music would be gone without that uh, today if the, none of those bands yeah. were so glossy. And yeah, that that's... I have no stories about each particular band. When you thought about... So you changed your three to a sort of six. Pick, Good, any, pick any three out of the 500. Well, I would, I would debate Flock of Seagulls a little bit because I, I don't think there's a huge following for most people knowing more than one of their songs anyhow. Oh yeah, well, and really, I only know two of them. I only know. I know. I know more than one. But look at the hairdos. What is the yeah, other? They influence oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 at least one summer. Yeah, but that's that's an important thing. I mean, <laughs> if you want people to know you, have an image, and that's what's uh, we were just talking about. That Human being. You know, if if people would drop, this is something that I why I brought up the pick destroyer. <laughs> you know, yeah, somebody ugly as shit, and he's, he's a fucking rock star. All right, it's about time. 
You know, that's what the sex pistols I thought were about. But Well, honestly, even if you want to talk about not good-looking dudes being popular, there was a lot in the seven, 60s and yeah. 70s. It really wasn't until we started getting... matter, because that's, that's what we're saying. Back yeah. You know how many yeah. But that's Women. what we're saying about that 80s yeah. with the image. Yeah. The image became the thing then. Absolutely. It, it is the, the, the selling of rock and roll is the cool part. Mm-hmm. I've heard, rumor has it, Lemmy Kilmister slept with a couple of women. Not, <laughs> not a pretty dude. Yeah, no. Rumor no. has it, he's in a grave right now. I bet she's getting laid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're pretty fucking him. Damn, yeah, this, his his warts got more pussy than most dudes do. I guess. I've never been enough to <laughs> that, That's why I love Motorhead so much. Right because when everybody else had a, a certain look that was aimed towards getting broads. He never went that way. I mean, yeah. there's fucking shorty shorts. It's like, you're as metal <laughs> as fuck, but you're wearing cowboy boots and shorty shorts where the pockets are six inches hanging out of the shorty <laughs> yeah. shorts. And somehow you still look cool as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Along the rock home. This what? Did you tell your three or were you at 18? Yeah. I guess it's my ear turn now. And if I've learned anything about having your own podcast, you make your own fucking rules anyway. Because so, yeah. <laughs> at the time, they're looking at me from the control booth going, no, we need to move on. No, fuck you. We're going to keep talking what I was so, so I think I just stole, like, good thing I wasn't first because I would have stole everybody's band. Yeah. I just lumping 80s synth pop into one <laughs> big group. Yeah. That's my, that's my. That's, that's my first pick was the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> Good pick. Good pick. And mine once again is going to be mainstream ans- mainstream answers with the Stones. Okay. Led Zeppelin, Judas Priest. I, I yeah. knew uh, there was no doubt in my mind you were going to pick Led Zeppelin. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, this yeah. is this is what I well, you know, yeah. Is what Good I times, to. bad times. We always have that. Well, can we bring up the fact that there's a huge problem with plagiarism and whatnot? They're constantly being sued by people for, like, right. oh yeah, I wrote that song, or the Yardbirds stole that song right. from somebody, and then that. Because I definitely looked into the same thing, because they are everywhere. You still hear them today, you turn on the radio, so mm-hmm. obviously it's influential, but we all overlook the fact that most any of those riffs are other people's great riffs sure. that everywhere from but that's first friend to, it, yeah that's that's what blues is too yeah that's I mean true. it's all one fucking every original blues like mm-hmm. yeah that's look at the influence I mean, that's yeah. what we're talking about is the influence of those bands oh, yeah. that's true. and I was trying to hit different gambits with the Stones in the 60s I mean that that to me was the Dirty Beatles yeah it was the the Beatles were so Pretty and poppy, where the stones were greasier, and they, they'd come in and they'd bang your sister and get the fuck out. And that was always the cooler thing to I me. Mean, not that I didn't dig the Beatles, because I honestly did. My parents both loved the Beatles, heard a lot of Beatles. Mm-hmm. But once again, like Motley Crue the Wasp, there was this part that really sold Motley Crue, and then there was the dirtier stepbrother, yeah. Wasp. Rolling Stones too, so I, I always kind of gravitated towards that that little bit. Darker I was saying like, when I was younger, and I was fortunate enough, my parents were more of Stones fans than they were Beatles for some mm-hmm. reason, and I'm glad. But I can even remember before really getting into music as a kid. My problem with the Beatles is they always sounded it was too clean, too poppy, too, and that's what I always the loved. early albums. Yeah, man, they yeah. true. Yeah. No, that's when they get stoned. But, yeah, they really yeah, no. started. But the, that is that was their producer yeah. and whatnot. The producer we just lost this last week and whatnot. Yeah. That guy made the Beatles. Beatles were a band. They were right. all right and everything. And then that guy got them in band. the studio. He chopped everything apart. They couldn't play Sergeant Pepper's right. live for the fact that guy 
made the entire album. Well, by spinning it backwards, his, chopping piece by piece of tape. He took a lot of he took a lot of what uh, McCartney and uh, Lennon, what they came in these ideas. Yeah, and like George, George, I got to tell you about this. You know. William Burroughs does this cool thing with his fucking writings, okay? And George is probably like, oh. now I'm trying to translate that in music, like, oh, yeah, <laughs> you know, they're like, no. okay. The weird and then Corner went to school. Yeah. For it. It was like, all right, I, I we'll just chop every thirty seconds. And I said, George is like, all right, play your fucking tune, John. Shut the fuck up. Play your tune, okay? Thanks. We'll record it. We recorded it. Now we're gonna go. Okay, Ringo, you gotta fucking keep this shit together. All right, <laughs> we're gonna have Paul play bass real quick. And then you fucking slam those drums, but don't overcome the bass. Got it, Ringo? I got it. Remember, <laughs> <laughs> time they only had four track recorders and whatnot, so he was mixing down everything. They did four mm-hmm. tracks, recorded it. That was a track. Recorded big, three big more one, tracks one on top real. of it. And then <laughs> yep. they did that like three or four times, so they actually ran, I think, eight or sixteen tracks. But it was a mix down of one track every fucking four tracks. Yeah, right. But that's the genius, like you said, of George Martin, because he did some amazing work with that. Oh, yeah. It, I read. No, he is definitely the most important Beatle. Without him, the yes. Beatles would be terrible. Yes. That's where the influence comes in. Mainstream doesn't know. I mean, everybody outside of the box doesn't yeah. know that. They just know this is what I heard. That's like when they were doing uh, Sgt. Pepper's. Pink Floyd was also doing the other album down the road in, or a couple rooms over in the Abbey Road Studios, and they kept going over like, oh man, they're doing this one. Now we got to try doing something weirder than that. That's why Pink Floyd ended up for that album. They'd run the uh, tape reel across a mic stand and whatnot across the room, and they'd all just sit at the board with the levels, turn everybody's levels up after they did tracks to mix the shit down that way. Hmm. So they could still mix it down the proper way because they were trying to compete with that album the entire time they were recording theirs. You know, and I gotta say, because you guys brought up the Stones, one of my all-time favorite albums is the Rolling Stones' answer to uh, the Beatles' Sgt. Pepper's, their Satanic Majesty's Request. I thought, oh my God, that is one of the best albums ever. I think the song, most people don't care for the album, mm-hmm. but the, to me, the songwriting is fantastic and great. It doesn't necessarily sound like the Stones. Sure. Yeah. It sounds like a fucking band doing these great fucking songs to me. And pushing the envelope with the name yeah. of a band that's so popular and in vogue at that time, putting that album cover out there with the mainstream squares everywhere, yeah. and uh, th- that's that's the influence. I mean, you, you've already done so many things that people will buy something that is totally off off kilter of what you've normally done just off of your name because you've influenced. Yeah. It doesn't actually mean it's the best piece you've ever done or the worst piece. It's just it it's it's neat playing with with. Uh, Fans, if you yeah. will, See, true fans like dissecting everything, like like what's being done in here. I always love that part because this is the anti-pop crowd that just goes with whatever the radio tells me is great. Yeah, that's that song is so great; it's the best song ever written. Two weeks later, oh, I hate that fucking song. I, they play it too much. I don't think a lot of people realize <laughs> yeah. like how close knit the community is. When you are in a big band and everything, you are friends with the other big bands, and it's no longer like you making songs. You're playing songs against other people. <laughs> like it's like, oh man, I really like the sound they did, and they did it just a couple weeks ago. We can do something kind of like that. You're almost competing to one up each other all the time. Right. Like, I really like what you did. I'm going to take a little bit of that and a little bit and, of that and from that this other band. Daily, yeah, daily, because. I know even to this day I'll hear like oh that guy that went out before me this thing sounds great man I'm gonna try something kind of like that next time if good music is good music mm-hmm. it, 
defies genres and everything mm-hmm. else. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome riffs are awesome riffs. Mm-hmm. Great tones are great tones. Good producers are good producers. Yep. But I think we lose a lot of that today because the radio is so sterile. Oh, without a doubt. And we can't, I mean... You have to look a certain even, way. Yeah. You have to be able to... We, can you sound like this? Yeah. Can you sound like this person? Well, if not, we'll run it through an auto-tuner and we'll make it really fucked up. And you'll sound like them. And... <laughs> Hip-hop's not really hip-hop anymore. It's some weird amalgamation of... You know, and I gotta say... Basically trap music now. (laughs) And I kind of stopped listening to a lot of music. (coughs) Metal, I you know, acid bath. You brought up acid bath. Fuck yeah. But it seemed, even in the metal community, you know, it all started to sound just this one way. Like, everybody had to be so insanely fucking good that they had to show everybody that... Every two seconds, I'm going to show you how fucking insanely good I am. Yeah. Hammer-ons and pull-offs. Which, which, now I'm glad those guys are out there playing because, yeah, good. Keep, keep those musical skills up, but write some songs. Not even the problem with certain bands yeah. that kind of all sound like the same band. You yes. Like a yeah. couple of like, yeah. oh, this is, oh, this is a different band than other, there's four or five bands that sound exactly like that one band and then it. Like, That's what I call my puddle of mud theory. Right around yeah. that time, mm-hmm. a lot yeah. of those. My well, it's the time. record execs and radio stations knew what sold. And this is middle part, of the road as we can. Yeah. Part of that is Clear Channel's fault. Yeah, Clear also, Channel completely. Because Clear Channel's taken over everything that part. Yeah. And, and it was kind of like Puddle of Mud had the template that Clear Channel wanted to use for everything. Yeah. You know, you got to have a kind of ballady song. You got to have your dirty song where you talk about fucking either your girlfriend or your stripper or she's both. And yeah, it kind of grunts a little in it, but it, not too much. Exactly, right? the ladies still want to hear it. Exactly, and then you're gonna have to write a ballad about how you're gonna kill yourself because your woman left. But since you're doing cocaine, you killed everyone else. <laughs> oh wait, never mind. <laughs> and then we're gonna do a country version of that. Yeah, slide guitar. <laughs> okay, don't know what my right. <laughs> All right, third question, man. We're third question, and we're already we're over an hour. You guys want to take a break real quick, or you want to keep going? I'm going to have to dip in a little while. Okay, we'll keep going. All right, third band. Band that meant most to you as a teenager. For me, I almost picked the Misfits, which I'm sure most people thought I would pick, but I actually went with Black Flag. Because the lyrics, whether it was the earlier stuff or Henry's stuff, Gin stuff, really spoke to the disillusioned teenager I was living in the middle of a bunch of rednecks that just... Didn't get it, as far as I didn't get the plot. So, that's the easiest answer I got to give for... And it is. It's a band that still speaks to me this day. I still love Black Flag. And, I, yeah, if you listen to any of the bands I've been in, you can kind of tell Gin's influence by playing at least a little bit. So, just that whole sonic distance. <coughs> okay. Chris, as a teenager... So encompassing, like, what years of teenager? That was my big problem. There's so many bands that, like... See, that's why I left that some of this kind of open to a larger interpretation, because I wanted you okay. to really think about it, so... The Sex Pistols, Led Zeppelin, The Beatles, Jimi Hendrix. Because um, I guess for me, for this phase, I, I would have said this was before I was 16. Okay. Mm. So, yeah, all those bands... <laughs> <laughs> when I found my when I found my parents' record collection, and I could listen to anything I wanted instead of what a radio was playing. Nice. So I'm pulling these fucking albums out and going, 
Black Sabbath. <laughs> Why's that guy wearing that fucking gay? Man, he's wearing it like tights with a motorcycle helmet, and he's got like this fake sword thing. <laughs> Let's see what this stupid thing sounds like. Bam! Yes! <laughs> yeah. So, Jimi Hendrix. What? Look, clowns. This is clown music. I can't wait to hear this. Oh my god, yes. And then cassette tapes come along and I hear the Sex Pistols. Ah, Jesus. And then Led Zeppelin's forced on me through radio and then I find out album cuts. Like, no quarter. Now. Holy shit. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Ten minutes or, long. Yeah. <laughs> ten minutes <laughs> long. And you know what? I didn't do drugs then. Mm, I did. And, <laughs> I did it for you. <laughs> yeah. I was a little late bloomer. And... But the music still spoke to me. Mm. And to me, that was... That was amazing. Like, they were speaking directly to you. And you're swarmed around. You know, you have your headphones on. And, and you're enveloped in this fucking beautiful... The way they tell a story of these Vikings. <laughs> traveling through snow. Because they got to keep going. Through the ice and the snow. Yeah. <laughs> To the cold, coldest to the, night of them all. To the misty mountain half <laughs> yeah. where Golem, the evil one, will come and, up. Yeah. And the ring rates ride in black. <laughs> see, I gotta interject. I gotta interject something really quick because my wife, for the longest time, contended that the guys from Led Zeppelin were not nerds. And I'm like, oh, they were the biggest <laughs> oh nerds. Oh my god, read the lyrics. <laughs> I was like, John they pulled a lot of that stuff from Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. That makes them some of the biggest nerds out there. I'm god, like, they just wore really Crowley's castle. castle. Yeah. <laughs> They were just nerds that got fucking hella laid. Yes, they did. That's, yeah. That was yeah. Any city, just yeah, give me thirty of them. Yeah. They recorded their drum set in a castle for the yeah. reverb yes. sound. <laughs> so, yeah, I, just, I had to bring that up. So to me, nerd. that was one of the things. You listen to all this music, and for me, reading <laughs> about how they did things like wrote the song, it was constructed this way. We all got together and. And so-and-so wrote the, this, this part of the lyrics and said, here, can you work with this? And I've got this riff that would kind of go with it. And then they worked together as a band. And then when they went to record it, they were doing things like, okay, putting the drums in this fucking house because of the reverb. Well, let's, let's move it to the next room because it just doesn't have that. And doing things like mic placement. Well, let's place this one out the window, but kind of tilt it so it's just aimed just right at... And they got these amazing sounds, and you can still hear that to where now everything's, you know, pushed up. It's yeah, the it's limits of loud. Close mic, everything. Yes. Yeah, there's no ambience. It's and I, I've always loved that. And that was when, when, when recording the few original things that I've done, because I don't have the gear, nothing. Talk about recording on four tracks. <laughs> Mine's a little dinky cassette tape. And setting the mic way over here and then cranking your fucking guitar amp and playing the coolest fucking thing you can play and then putting it together. And to me, that's what it was about. Those feet, you know, I couldn't get laid <laughs> till I was in my 20s. For all the music people, none of us got laid. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I was worried about mic placement. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on to Andrew. Uh, 
Mine's gonna sound far more mainstream-ish because, like, the first CD I got was Dookie when I was like seven years old. That just makes me feel old. Yeah, to me, <laughs> oh, that's what I was say. Yeah. Um, so I grew up doing the new metal thing and whatnot. So all the bands through like middle school on to high school were all when new metal was huge and big. So like Slipknot definitely had a huge thing. It's always like back and forth between them and Mudvayne when because the lyrics were weird and. The guitars were heavy, and it's yeah. just the angry. There was no solo thing, so you never felt like somebody was standing out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have that vibe of this is just a band, band. of destruction, yeah. and that is all that really helped those bands really stand out and get me through times of the fact that you're just going to school and going to do nothing for eight hours. Well, at least it didn't say Limp Bizkit. Yeah. Limp Bizkit. Sorry. No, everybody had that scene. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. West Borland's not a bad guitarist. You know, that is the one thing piece. about that big dumb face. You hear big dumb face he did? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I just wish I had a red hat that could have turned backwards. <laughs> yeah. But I can do that. But just as I picked on that band, I always did like West Borland in that group. I always felt like he, he went to the wrong guitar, yeah. you know. Oh, the, oh, fuck, I'm at the wrong gig. Oh, well, I'm the just... only guy that's in your town that has a band. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I've definitely done that. And we're like, all right, fine. You guys are playing an old punk band. band. Okay. Rat band. <laughs> so, all right. Chris? Me? Yep. That? Well, I'm probably... I chose the 80s. because I'm, 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 yeah, Exactly, <laughs> because you said teenager, and that's how old I am. 80s was my teen years. Perhaps you missed a spot that said band in the. Yeah. So, if, uh, yeah. Well, I no, guess. The, a band. Okay, fine, ladies. Jeremy! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> this is the Beastie part of the show Boys. where we go to Deathmatch. <laughs> Beastie Boys. Hey, I, all right. They're, 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 their first one's like 86 or 87. Mm-hmm. And everybody, you know, they got famous for that one song, but that, that wasn't. But I didn't like that. Fight for your right to party, you know, it was cool, but. I liked everything else on the album because it was different. Girls. And yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah. I'll tell you what, even... 1989, yeah. Paul's Boutique Pretty, came yeah. out. Oh, yeah. And Which, all the people that love License to Ill, they were like, that album's fucking terrible. I love it. And I loved it. And it still holds up today. I mean, that was pretty much the album that made people have copyright laws and not sampling other people's music. Yeah. And they just... every every I single, thought that was Vanilla Ice's fault. Every single song... Has about twenty other songs mixed together yeah. to make one. They thing. make you really listen, and you have to really decode. Oh wait, fuck! I think that was James Brown, or, or shit, and, that was Led Zeppelin, and or that was both thing. at the same time. Yeah, there was a lot of that. That DJ was awesome. Yeah, yeah. He makes his shit great. All right, good pick. I'll give you that. As much as I busted your balls about it, I like it. That's a good pick. All right, Jeremy. But mine is one that was sampled off the Led Zeppelin, mainstream Led Zeppelin. Grew up with it, and it was in. We're talking teenage years, so I, I wasn't a teen until '88. So I was definitely behind the eight ball on that. But yeah. my musical tastes were so much from my brother, my older brother. He's seven years my senior, and my uncle. My uncle is what 18ish years older than me, and he listened to all the the heavier shit than than my parents did. Where my dad liked. A lot of the top 40, straight up top 40 stuff. My uncle liked it too, but he liked the B-side stuff. So I got into more of the Jethro Tolls and and the stuff that the radio would never play of Led Zeppelin. I learned to appreciate that. And 
Led Zeppelin really spoke to me a lot at a young age. Anybody that knows me, my, my oldest son, my 22-year-old, his name is Zeppelin. And, that was, and the question was, who was most influential, whatever, when you were a teen? Led Zeppelin. There was many. And, and there was a lot of genre shift for me at that time. But Led Zeppelin, if I would pick one band that spoke to me the most, it would be Led Zeppelin. From the three album with Tangerine to No Quarter yeah. to the Presence album being I mean, Achilles' Last Stand. And fuck, I can go over the whole thing. That's mine. You need to go, or uh, do you have to yet? Do you want me to just throw out some of my answers before I dip? But uh, it's up to you. <laughs> I can do my shit quick. I talk yep. enough on my yep. own show. Yep. Okay. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and do yours real quick, and then uh, do your plug. I mean, all right. So I know you got somewhere to be. Yeah, we went a little long. Sorry. Go ahead. The next question I think was, what band I would like to be in? Yeah, you wish you were a part of or played in band, a current band called Brimstone Coven from Wheeling, West Virginia. Cool. I've talked about them quite mm -hmm. a bit. Uh, new to them, I, I I met them in July. I've become fast friends with them. Super doomy, great Black Sabbathy, Deep Purple, Blue Cheer, Cream. Gonna be with them here in two weeks again uh, on Good Friday. Going down to Wheeling, check their show out. But they're definitely. I did the countdown New Year's Eve out of 25 bands that, that were new to me last year they were number one if you're not hit to them that's my number one pick to, to check out man some good original doom music oh, yeah. played to perfection with three part harmonies yeah. it's perfection it's beautiful I actually brought one of their discs so you can check out but he had already, already been turned on and downloaded it so <laughs> good for those guys um Fifth question was three most influential metal bands from the 80s. Okay, uh, Motley Crue, Guns N' Roses, Metallica. Very mainstream with the answers. Uh, saw Guns N' Roses, went to an Aerosmith show as the headliner at Buckeye Lake, 87 ish. Okay. Went there as an Aerosmith fan. Whatever year it was, I was seventh grade at Emerson Junior High. <laughs> and we went down there, uh, checked them out, went to see Aerosmith. There was other shitty bands like 38 Special and Triumph, like, yeah. Air Supply, and all this. Guns N' Roses, it's like 105 degrees out. Uh, they're hitting us with fire hose. It's an outside concert, of course. And uh, this band comes out, dude's wearing a top hat, wearing leather pants and CBGB shirt. And I'm like, they better fucking kill it because this dude's a Fruit Loop, man. It's too <laughs> fucking hot. And they started Welcome to the Jungle. I'd never oh, yeah. heard any, I'd never even heard of this band. And this back in the day, I had the uh, denim jacket, no sleeves, had yeah. every Aerosmith patch, Led Zeppelin. Uh, I think I was into Megadeth at the time, and when we left, the back patch came off, and I had a, the GNR cross with the force. <laughs> you know, yeah, and I come back Monday telling everybody at the junior high, you guys got to check out GNR, best band you'll never forget. Oh, yeah, whatever, Shindor, if you like every band, you go see blah, blah. <laughs> and, and by Wednesday, that had hit the, what was the Dirty Harry movie that that was on? Oh, yeah. Uh, fuck, yeah. But it impact. Yes. But then it came out and everybody's like, oh my god, you gotta check out this band. The dude's got this fucking hair that's this big. Because if you remember in the first video, yeah. that's the only time Axe's yeah. hair was up. But I'm like, yeah, that's that's. I tried to turn you fuckers onto that like a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Whatever, that's all me. But, uh, Metallica, for the obvious reasons, the first four albums. Yeah. Stellar. After that, take it or leave so it. Whatever, no, but, no matter how far, and I must <laughs> drain my bladder. <laughs> <laughs> Motley Crue, for all the reasons I said earlier, okay. very influential with yeah. a lot of glam and, and dirt. And uh, sixth question was five essential movies you think millennials must watch. Uh, Days Confused. Okay, great movie. I think everybody 
our age has definitely seen it. The Outsiders um, oh, yeah. probably be my number one pick. Okay. That if I would put these in a list of one to in five. order, yeah. Smokey and the Bandit. <laughs> Jaws, I put a little horror in there. Oh, yeah. That's horror, and that's still, I don't fucking swim in the ocean because of that movie. Yeah. I don't care if the chances are you'll get attacked by a fucking cow more than you would. I don't care. Whatever. I'm not scared of cows, scared as fuck of the great white shark. Um, and Decline of the Western Civilization, part two. Part one is very good. My style of music, though, part two really spoke to me. So many things in that movie. I'm surprised people I've talked to still have not seen that. They're, that are, are I mean, people no daily. This is. Well, they didn't put it out on video for long yeah, and they right. withdrew it it hasn't been on uh, DVD and then it I just, just last year off. it got released yeah. on yeah. DVD and Blu-ray because yeah, I bought it the, the a drunken Chris Holmes my dad sitting there so, chugging vodka yeah. in the pool when I when I was mom, watching that documentary yeah, yeah I when I watched like that. that the first time my dad's very military yeah. and does not like that right <laughs> <laughs> yeah that would go against all the yeah. I'm watching that, and he got so pissed off because I was laughing at Chris Holmes for being that dumb, and yeah. he must have thought I thought that was so cool. Uh, because I'm, I'm thinking, my God, that guy's on top of the world. He's in fucking wasp, right? And he's a drunken idiot. Was sitting with and his mom. I, yeah, and I'm sitting there laughing, thinking, "Oh my gosh!" To myself, my dad got pissed. Yeah, and I wasn't allowed to watch that. Yeah, anymore. that was the <laughs> yeah. saddest scene in that fucking movie. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I don't know. The saddest was kind of getting this notion that every girl in the world wants to go down on another girl because these two fat chicks in the movie said that. <laughs> it was a disappointment in life knowing that they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> my husband and I take them yeah. the yeah. I'm, I'm suing you. You ruined my childhood. <laughs> so those were my picks. That's any of those movies I think the millennials need to see. Okay. Uh, Decline of the Western Civilization Part Civilization Part 1 was very good too. That was, that was the punk end of it. Yeah. Very good. My music being more metal driven, I, did, I really wasn't introduced to punk until not very long ago. Kind of embarrassing to be sitting in this room talking to you guys and you're not mentioning stuff and it's still new to me. But that's that's where I was raised in. I'm not going to try to act like, Bob, oh, Fly Fly was my favorite band. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been had it been introduced to me, but yeah, it wasn't yeah. so, until I was much older. The seventh question to part or was favorite it? story that's gone. You could do independent or chain. Anybody from Fall Story remembers Big Wheel. Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. Fremont had one too, man. They used to have the biggest fucking vinyl collection, man. Yeah. The one out here, you walk into the left, and and not saying I ever did this, but if you had your older brother <laughs> out by the candy machines, you could actually hand vinyl over there, and you didn't go through the detector. I heard you could do that. I don't. Know. <laughs> I sure as hell still don't have any of those vinyls that anybody. Ever had. But yeah, Big Wheel was my favorite. Um, what was eight? Uh, top three influential guitar players. No, Eddie Van Halen. Okay, and this is these are just as campy and everybody. I want to see if you picked them. one that I later scratched out because I thought you picked. Me. Go ahead. Okay, every, just influential. Not saying best guitar player yeah, by any yeah, means, yeah. but but if you love the riff, you have to love Tony Iommi. That the invention of the riff. You don't have to fill. You give the music time to speak, and yeah. you don't have to. You yeah. just. I'm gonna Very give you a taste. Fair. Give you a taste. Then I'll give yeah. you a taste again. It doesn't have to be. It, heavy has nothing to do with speed. Yeah. For me, I love heavy, but and heavy can be fast. Yeah, heavy yeah, can also right. be as slow as fuck. If you ever listen to Crowbar, you will know what I'm <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, oh, hit another one. Strong. Oh, it's so fucking heavy. 
March 28th at, at Ripper's uh, Tim Owens Traveler's Tavern in Akron. He's playing, and my friends in Cronus are opening up for him. Oh, so I will be there with the Winstein. <laughs> okay, uh, Jimmy Page. Mm. Influential. I mean, yeah. very good guitar player, if, if not great guitar player, but influences. I, you go through anybody in the 80s, and he is always listed as yeah. an influence. And then going to the 90s, Dimebag. That's so many influences. What, I took that one off my list because I thought you yeah. probably had just because it's the, it was the easy choice as far as influences. Yeah. I mean, we're asking not my favorites, but influential and a lot of kids look up the Dimebag. I mean, he's got a whole pickup named after him, just a over <laughs> right pickup. Pretty much made Dean guitars famous again. Yeah, yeah, it's the only person he I made know guitar good again. He made it tasteful and yeah. not. Yeah, that like definitely made said, everybody want a whammy bar. Yeah. <laughs> and, and although he sure as fuck could shred, right. he had such tasty and bluesy, soulful licks that, yeah, he made that fucking taste. There was taste. a lot of really his playing yeah. that he doesn't yeah. get credit for. But everybody yeah, thinks it's clean just the fast and then yeah. harmonic pinch here, you know, not as much as, as Zach Wilde. Zach Wilde. Yeah. He owns the pinch harmonic. Oh, yeah, trademark on it now. No doubt about anyway, it. Anyway, guitar player like plays Trump thing. You can't do that. You owe me money. <laughs> he just walks over and fucking slams the top of your fucking head. Yeah. <laughs> I do that. <laughs> all right. And then, uh, did you name? You named all three, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Because he. Was, and then the one song you wish disappear from existence. Anybody that knows me, and this is always my generic why I hate top forty radio, but every. 36 minutes it's played, and that's why it should never be played ever again, is Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> doesn't mean I brought it because my hand is Freebird. <laughs> yeah. free I didn't say Freebird because every concert I go to, that's the joke now. Yeah. And it's funny because now the youngsters do it, it, and they don't know why they, they do it. The They're like, play Freebird! And you know what? I understand that that's a joke that we really... You know what's really funny? If you do it now, though... It's not as bad as it used to be, especially Freebird, because you get to the end where right. you're fucking jamming out, and people are like, well, that's pretty good. No shit. That's why it fucking sucks. <laughs> I like when people yell Slayer like they expect Slayer to just be hiding in the back waiting right. for somebody to yell out their name to come out and play. My like, favorite oh, thing shit, is... that was our time. Yeah. yeah. My favorite thing is to go to any band, just name any band, whatever could be local, which mine are always local. But when it's getting quiet, everybody's over here tuning and everything. And somebody, you know, you, you can feel it. It's coming. Somebody's going to say, Freebird. Yeah. Okay, say we're at a Crea Diaz show. My favorite thing is to go, play some Crea Diaz. That brings the house down. Because <laughs> they're like, that is Crea Diaz. They're going to play their stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's the joke. Man, what the fuck? <laughs> I thought we were a better crowd than this. No, I was wrong. I was wrong. There's always that. That's that why guy. you can't spite that one guy if you're going to play your own songs anyway. It's like, shit. The only other thing I had to say before I got a dip, and I'm sorry I got to get out of here, but I got other. That's cool. We started late, so. Uh, April 30th at uh, Venue 18 out here in Faustoria, Ohio. We're having, we're bringing metal back to Faustoria. Um, NWO Metal Militia is very proud to present my friends in Crea Diaz, which Gravy Dave Felton from Mushroom Head fame is the guitar player. They will be the headliner. Direct support will be Downspeed from Toledo, okay. Burn Strauss and his band, 
and uh, Moojaw Creek is another Toledo band. Uh, mm-hmm. Some good friends of mine. I also do uh, NWO Metal Militia podcast out of Soundspot Studios in Toledo. Dave Wood is the bass player from Moojaw Creek, and he is also my co-host and, and kind of the guy that put the whole thing together. He listened to Punk Off and said, we need to start a podcast. People want to listen to you for whatever the fucking reason. <laughs> whatever. So, yeah, he is the, the in that band, Mujaw Creek. And the opener for the night is a three-piece instrumental doom band from Columbus called Lunker. And they're very tone-appreciative, uh, SG baritone, orange amps. Orange amps, yeah. I was just going to guess that. Actually, yeah. I, think I, I think I'd actually check them out on your page before. They don't have any video, but they've got a couple songs, a couple three well, I remember songs being gear envious of the yeah. pictures that they had. Yeah. And so. they're, they're my age. At first, I was, I've not seen any of their shows. I've just checked out the SoundCloud stuff and, and some things friends of mine from Columbus have yeah. said about them. And I thought they were like young kids. And I'm like, man, I, I've never met these guys. I don't know about putting them on a bill up here. And not knowing, oh, they're going to show up, are these good guys or whatever, and then started talking to the one cat. He's originally from Tiffin, so it's not far from home. Oh, okay. And honestly, it sounds really weird to bring a Columbus band to Faustoria for local, but they, he has quite a bit of draw from Tiffin being where he, he is from. Yeah. And he, he's 38, 39. His name's Zach Young. And he had never got to play up here. Zach right? Young? Zach Young. That guy owes me money. Uh, yeah. No, uh, it's not oh, Zach Young. It's uh, <laughs> uh, the guy who doesn't owe you money. Uh, yeah. But he's coming up, and, and they seem to have a pretty good draw for the Tiffin area. Which I'm not doing it for draw. I'm doing it to get a local scene popular up here again. Yeah. <clears throat> because the majority of those four bands... Me, they're all common names that I speak of all the time. So it sounds to me, everybody should just know who these bands are. And then I, I oh yeah, that's right. This is what I do. Yeah. And I love the local stuff because people ask, you know, you don't talk about Pantera, Metallica. Why? Why? Everybody knows Every, that. Yeah. Do I really need to see a walk video again? Not that I don't love Pantera, but I'm not 16. We've talked about this before. Yeah. I want to give you shit that maybe you've not heard of. I want to bring Toledo music from Cleveland, music from Pittsburgh. I don't mind traveling. And summertime is the best time of the world for me because I get on my motorcycle and I go to shows in Pittsburgh, Wheeling, West Virginia, Indianapolis, and I'll go to like fifth quarter in Indianapolis and catch a band I've never fucking heard of. If there's four bands on the bill, maybe the band, you know, the headliner didn't do a shitting thing for me. But the band One before, maybe there was yeah. something. And I've said before on my podcast, even if I don't dig any of them, I'm still going to share it on the page. So one way or another, share it. Because if my ears don't dig it, doesn't mean one of you guys will. Oh, fuck, that would do it. They're doing shit, man. Right. So, yeah. for that. So I'm trying to be a bridge. Yeah, amen, amen. I've had people comment on Brimstone again, not to keep plugging them, but I shared some of their stuff. I do this thing called uh, Doom Buggy Dash Cam, where I drive to a show, wintertime, and I've got my dash cam up there. It was all done by accident, but I've got a pretty good system in the truck. And I'll play, I was playing something from Brimstone, and by accident I recorded it, and I was sitting at a Denny's going over my phone that morning, I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Well, I got an idea. My truck is an all-black, slammed-to-the-ground O2 Chevy Extreme with a good stereo and and band stickers all over it. And my son, my six-year-old, we were talking about sandrails and dune buggies one day. He goes, oh, I love dune buggies. I said, no, it's dune, D-U-N-E, dune, dune, dune buggy. Yeah. My favorite genre is dune. Wait a second. My six-year-old's a genius. So I started calling it the dune buggy. Well, through accidents, the dash cam recorded this, this song. When I, got, when I left Denny's, I hit record intentionally with Brimstone Coven playing. And I made my own fucking radio station that day going up 71, doing 90 mile an hour. And a guy uh, 
King James Hernandez is on my page. He's from, I think, Austin. He heard it and he goes, that's the fucking greatest thing I've heard. That Who is this? You know, tell me more. So since then, I've started really putting more details to each song I play. You know, who's the band? That, that I'll tag them in the, mm-hmm. in the post and all that. And I've made my own radio station out of it. So there was Texas listening to West Virginia. And without not trying to toot my own horn or slap my own back, but without that bridge, it wouldn't have made that. So yeah. that's what I do. That's I do awesome. one thing that most people most people hate traveling and going. You know, who's going to go two and three hours for a show? Summertime, me especially on my bike because I got two of my favorite things: music and on my bike. So that's what we've done, and that's what I'm trying to do here. This is uh, not the biggest area for original music. If you oh, want to go shit. see a cover band, there's a hundred of them I could get you, and and you'll probably sell the fucking place out. Works real well too because the market now is nobody goes and sees shows every weekend. They wait and they'll oh, go yeah. see that three day show right. out in yeah. the middle of nowhere. The festival, yeah. and it's far better for exposure. There's thirty something bands. You chill out all weekend. Granted, you're drugged out for two of the days. But still, <laughs> yeah. so, it, just means, so? it just means you love those bands right. really hardcore. So that's what we, you heard sober. We've started doing out here at this uh, at Venue 18, Robbie and Annette Stahl, uh, our owners, and they wanted to go in a different direction. They, they do a country thing out there, and they do well with it, and that's fine. You try to cover more genres, and it, there's more money out there to be had. Everyone and, loves alcohol. That yeah. is the one common denominator. Exactly. Yeah. We so, all hate on each other's genres, but let's face it, we all know what to deal with money gets but, uh, Yeah. So they kind of give me the green light to do a couple shows and see what happens. I've had some huge response to this first show especially. The second show hasn't been announced yet, but I already... Uh, I won't get into that one. No, that's on your podcast. Yes. <laughs> but this April 30th show, I've gotten so much feedback from it. I think it's going to be a huge deal. And they're all minor... In their own areas, they're, they're popular bands. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to show people around here that... I'm building this venue into, I want fans of the venue, that they may not have ever heard of Crea Diaz, Downspeed, Mujal, any of that, but they know for a $5 show what level of talent they're going to get, because I'm not putting eight bands on a bill, I'm not putting 12 bands on a bill to where, well, the cream will rise to the top, now I'm going to give you four solid-ass bands. Good. Every show Because you need their time to shine and yeah. Each band, the first three, the first, the support are going to have 45-minute sets. 15 to 20 minutes takedown, set up. If you've ever been out there, it's a huge stage, a lot of, a lot of nice ways to backstage if you had to, and still have plenty of room if you wanted to. But they're going to have 45 minutes with the headliner having an hour set. We play, play a, pay a guarantee out there. It's not you know, off ticket sales. It, it's not any of that. I'm trying to do it the way I've been doing this for years. I, I see what works for the spectator. I see what works for the musician, and honestly, I'm trying to cater to the musician. There's a, there's a beautiful green room out there. There's actually two green rooms, nice. which to a band that travels around in a fucking van, green room's dope. Yeah. If, if all you're dealing with is nationals all the time, they don't give a fuck about a green room. They, they've got a $100,000 bus that's nicer than your home anyway. So a green yeah. room is something that's been lost in translation for years now. But you give it to a band that, cro- that goes all over the place in a three-quarter ton Chevy van... They love a green room, so we have that out there. Cater to them. There's there's a amount of free drinks per band member, and it's something that nobody else is doing. And and I think it's going to take off, even though it's in the middle of a cornfield. That's my only. But it, that's you know that's awesome. Being being a fucking musician who has to fucking play covers, I fucking hate it. But it's the only way I can fucking play. I play my music. 
and ain't, and ain't nobody's gonna fucking show up. Right. I, I mean, I, I did. That. I did one show once where I put this band together, and we fucking start, <laughs> and it's I called it art noise terrorism, and this place was I don't know, had about seventy five to a hundred people in it, and as soon as I started playing, there was eight. <laughs> <laughs> Because they did not like it. Well, they were, expe- with all they were expecting bands. they were expecting corn, and there was a new metal band there that was playing a bunch of corn and shit like that. That's who everybody showed up to see. Sure. But I don't remember the name of that band either. But still to this day, when people see me, they're like, "Hey, I remember that one show that you did. It was fucking crazy as fuck, and you had that TV going and that weird video shit." And that weirdness, <laughs> and they still remember that shit. The overlooked thing: we have to unify the scene as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Like your venue is trying to do it, I'm trying to do it up at the Realm in Toledo right now. Just get everybody together. You work through the Realm? I uh, kinda. I've become friends with Herkimer pretty, yeah, it, pretty solid it, lately. I help with promotion occasionally. Okay. And but other than that, I just show up for shows that I'm supposed to play. Nice. Everybody else runs it for me. I'm just that guy that hangs behind <laughs> the guy that's supposed to do everything. But Very cool. we're good at unifying things. If we can get down where we understand this is the scene, we all are fucking right. here just to have a damn good time and play you and play music good fucking music all yeah. the time. Like we got you. Don't worry. Don't yeah. even plan <laughs> your weekend. Just know that here and here are the places to yep. be, and we'll take care of you. And quit stepping on each other's dicks. Yeah, exactly. Right. Playing same Which, genre. That's music died down fight. a lot. I love the fact that's died a lot. Down less half a year, maybe. Um, Innovation is Patrick's back now, so you've got the same uh, same genre stuff on the same nights again. So that's Uh, that's, we'll see how it does then. Because it was for a while, everybody was like, "No, we're the greatest." No, we're the greatest now. Like, listen. Right. All we're doing is screwing each other. Yeah. Can't we just yeah. agree that we're all not that great and just make shows that are worth people seeing? Right. Yeah. yeah. Man, I, I can't be any more with you than I am. It, it does need a, a unification for sure. There's I've so- had to play my fucking metal on an acoustic guitar. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, fucking metal. So- <laughs> Take a piss. All right, I can. Serious, that's that's what I get. If I want to play, I have to take my acoustic and I have to go out and find fucking places like Kroger. Yeah, <laughs> it should not be that way because it's music and people want to hear it. Nobody wants to sit at the bar and drink in silence. All right, yeah. there's nothing sadder than the dive bar with a broken jukebox machine, <laughs> especially if they got the one girl twirling around a pole that's yeah. holding up the yeah. building. Yeah, right. that's, that's, that's the not a stripper. That's just the owner's wife. Yeah, all right, drunk. 83 yeah. years old, just <laughs> taking off the top. That's why I quit going to Howard's in the early 90s. It was, <laughs> that's the one that Up by me, it drives me Nothing wrong with that venue now, I'm just saying. <clears throat> They've got the token lounge up by me, and for some reason, there's a pole right in the middle of the stage. Oh, that's too <laughs> it's oh, like, yeah. whole big stage, you can play Oz, they get tons of great bands in there. They just had Johnny Five up there, they had like a tribute band for Motorhead week beforehand and still pole in the center stage that's just it's way too big to be a strip pole so you gotta be either a huge girl to make it look good which let's face it look good is used loosely (laughs) alright Mr. Shindor's house to dip Uh, where can they find your podcast nwomm.podbean.com we are on episode tomorrow we're recording I think episode 8 and 9 
I'm glad to hear you guys got your boost problems, kind of. Yeah, we uh, Cat Audio jumped on board and cool. nice. got us some some very nice microphones that I really didn't think were even necessary at first. <laughs> Boy, what a dipshit yeah. I am! <laughs> because I had to like scream into this mic that's in my face. Well, you put seventy nine dollars from Radio Shack doesn't doesn't work, I guess. But four hundred dollars from Cat Audio, boy, I'm across the room and I sound like velvet. That shit's great. And the guitar tuning technique: you buy all the microphones, return them every thirty days. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we got that stuff going on. That that definitely has added to the, and we're learning shit too with volume control and and where placement of mics to to do whatever. We started recording out in the studio itself, where all the bands play at. Which is nice. We do a round table in that. And before we, our initial two episodes, three episodes, we're in the control room, which is about the size of a small bathroom. So acoustics are a lot different and, and they're more comfortable. So as you come through there, you, we've kind of got a blueprint now instead of just winging it, which sometimes winging it works. It's fine, but yeah. there was a lot of dead air time that we had to edit out. Everyone's staring at one another. Yeah, there's so much less <laughs> dead things to edit out now. So you, just, way, so. you know, stream it on Ustream or something, so they at least know you're making a jerk off. Right, person. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm jerking off now. Hi, Mom. But yeah, that's that's what we're, we've been doing. It's been going well. We shoot on uh, every other Wednesday, and we do enough to get two to three episodes out of it, and then every Wednesday we release each one and having a blueprint works much better than we should have it up by the 28th the next month or whatever the, the no, first we're one still, we're, we're still doing that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, nice swap cast in the future you know, nice little swap cast going on between for y'all. sure yeah yeah i mean you guys kind of got me started in the whole well totally got me started in the whole deal i'd love to have you guys come up to sound spot and and do something in there and it's one thing that we, we offer up there that I have not seen done too often is that we're in the music studio and there's already stuff set up, so we would like to have bands come in and play live. And, cool. and it's pretty nice. much plug and play. I mean, string players bring your guitar, but yeah. it's pretty much plug and play. And, and I think that's going to start within the next few weeks. I know we've got a couple of interviews with some Toledo heavy hitters in the next couple of weeks from... Yeah, you have to listen to, okay. to find out. Yeah. Yeah. Should, should I bone up on 50 pounds of porn on acoustic guitar? <laughs> That's actually going to be played on one of our oh, upcoming... <laughs> because it's my favorite sacred cows, man. Yeah, yes, I have favorite. That's right. You guys are a favorite bovine-based band. Yeah. <laughs> it's really terrible when, when all the things I try to interject to my wife, and she's like, oh, yeah, that's pretty good. Well, I, I told you on our anniversary yeah. in August, we were driving through Cleveland, and I just got in the disc from you. I got it playing, and she goes, did they just say 50 pounds of porn? <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. that's that's Dan's band. Oh, and then I look over, and her fucking foot's tapping. I can't get her foot tapping with brimstone. Or, <laughs> that, it's like, save her cow, she's fucking straight up horns on that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cow horns. And then, yeah, yeah cow horns. And, yeah. and then I started noticing man, I, I know the words to this more than I know half the other shit I was doing. Yeah. so whatever you can find you can share with your wife other than BD I mean fuck do it yeah. she, she doesn't want to share that anymore so alright alright cool I know you gotta get out of here thanks for stopping by man appreciate absolutely. it absolutely good meeting you guys nice to meet you see you again soon alright alright gentlemen let's see where did we leave off uh <laughs> Five most, or no, did we do, no, we, we did not do, uh, which band did you wish played in? He did, we did not. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so for me, which may surprise some people, but I actually picked Devo. Nice. That is a band I have long loved, 
And I've actually sat there and go, you know, actually, if it would have been old enough, right place, right time, I could have actually managed to be in that band. And just, I just, I don't know. The visual aspect of it, I love. And if just letting a secret out here is actually, I kind of robbed some of that for even some of our promotional shit for Sacred Cows. Just the weirdness mm-hmm. always resonated with me even when I was younger. I was, I don't know. I thought they were really cool. Still love their songs. You know, uh, there's the obvious, of course, Whip It. But Girl You Want, I still love that song. Yeah. Uh, Going Under is another song. Love. I mean, I I like to just sit here and roll through their whole discography. But Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But they are. They're just the band I've always, no matter how old I've been, once I, you know, because I remember, you know, my grandparents had cable. I went to their house. They had MTV. And whip it, and I was like, "What the fuck is this band? This is the weirdest fucking shit I've ever seen." And then I found out there was this weird art band from Akron, Ohio, mm-hmm. and then I just loved them even more. So, and yeah, Mark Mothersbaugh, I don't know, he's he's down on the dude. Mm-hmm. Just where he's all gone in his career, just I don't know. Yeah, I like end him. up on Yo Gabba Gala. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, that I remember once when uh, the Rugrats first, I was flipping through, and I heard the music, and I'm like. Why does this sound oddly fucking familiar? This is it's just... Oh, Mark Mothersbaugh wrote it. Well, okay. That fucking explains some things. So, yeah, for me, it was Devo. I would have loved to have been a part of that band. Yeah. I'm sure most people thought I would have said Misfits. and That came to mind, but I'm like, but then you've got to put up with Tiny Glenn and his enormous ego. And <laughs> yeah. That does not sound like fun. Tiny Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was my answer. Devo. What you got, Chris? You know, I, I couldn't answer it. <laughs> I thought about this and thought of it because, you know what? Every band I've ever heard, anything that I've ever listened to, if I liked it enough, I I learned to play it my own way. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I would probably go... And I, you know... The experience, or I guess yeah. because because the ex- experience was so unique. Yeah, with those three, I, I would go with his later band, the Band of Gypsies. Okay, because they were there, to really trying to experiment and 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 expand on what Hendrix was doing. Yeah, and if I couldn't get that, you know, then I guess I'd go in, you know, something, you know. Industrial, probably <laughs> <puppy>, golly. <laughs> Not front two four two. No, the copy machine it, next it, to the mic. I I probably like a little more uh, throbbing gristle. Okay. <laughs> I I fucking just that absolute noise. It's noise. Time. It is. Yeah. Is this a song? Like world flies and whatnot. Noise. Terrible distorted horns. Death in June. Shit like that. All right. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, do you have, uh, if you need to expand on that, go no, ahead. No, that's enough. Okay. <laughs> Andrew. Yeah, I had a hard time with this one as well because it's one of those last band I wanted to try getting in that I heard through CD was Living Dead and then I got in that band, so I just stopped wishing it now because it might happen. <laughs> oh, nice plug. Oh, listen to that. No, seriously, I was oh, like, like death oh, metal heavy band. I was like, oh, that's cool as hell. It's all electronic and dark and dirty and whatnot. I'm going to try getting that band. Then I did. The fans dream came true. Yeah. yeah, and then it's terrible when that happens because you have to deal with Chris the whole time. <laughs> exactly. So I learned 
my lesson from that not hoping for the best and just see whatever bands stumble onto my lap. But hey, if I have to pick about, any, if it wasn't for me, you'd have stayed sober most of those times. I <laughs> beg to differ. Yeah. It would have been a different kind of sober, but <laughs> <coughs> on that note, the band I would pick that I decided 30 seconds ago. Parliament Funkadelic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I will so join George Clinton right now because he never stops touring. You ever no. notice the bastard's no. always on tour? Yeah. And that means an endless supply of LSD. <laughs> <laughs> and quite frankly, I like you guys now, but I'd like you a lot more if I had a couple of hits of LSD in my system. That reminds me, not to get too off topic real quick, but we'll get to you, Chris, in a second. Did you guys see Comedy Central does a thing where uh, they bring people on stage and they talk about their experiences with stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, Henry Rollins doing LSD was one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. Um, what's that show called with yeah. Ari Shafir? Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't think of the name of it right now either. Apparently not. Yeah, Henry Rollins talks about his first experience when... Uh, yeah, he good. never names him, but it was Chuck Dukowski. Okay. <laughs> Recommend. He, he's too much of an asshole. You need to go take LSD. <laughs> so Henry talks about his experience. So it's worth checking out. So, okay. All right. All right. Uh, Andrew, do you have anything else? No, no. Okay. That's perfect. <laughs> Chris. Well, you know, I always wanted to be in a heavier band than Living Dead, and I saw this one group opening up for us called Stained Glass Torture. Motherfucker, you wanted to replace me? <laughs> I was the drummer for that band. <laughs> oh, shit. No, seriously, though. <laughs> Mine was serious. That was just my feelings are hurt. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you know, I, I think I think the uh, I think Captain Tennille needed more than a captain. <laughs> I think they needed like an admiral. <laughs> and I wanted to be the admiral in Captain <laughs> Tennille, but that 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 wouldn't work either. But you're being so overzealous. Said night when you go to bed, you think about like fuck. If only I could have been a Captain Tennille. So that's your answer you're sticking with? Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next one was the uh, number five most, three most influential metal bands from the 80s. Now, I kind of went with some pretty standard answers on this one. I swear I got in hyphens. It didn't have to be metal bands. I'm going to double check this. Yeah, I had metal bands. But if you, we'll go with whatever you got. We'll bend the rules. Yeah. <laughs> so I chose Motley Crue. I mean, they did. I like their first two albums. The rest of them I thought were kind of shit, but I could not deny that they had a huge mm-hmm. influence on band, a lot of bands that came after them. Still, even to this day, they, you know, you see guys that are like, are they trying to be Motley Crue? Yes, I think they are. Uh, Guns N' Roses, once again, couldn't deny. There was a lot of bands, I think, that started because that band existed. And for me, I had to throw a little bit of, uh, well... My, my taste and a little more of my taste and I put Slayer I think that was another band that at least for that genre there was a lot of dudes that listened to Rain and Blood and be like fuck yes I need to do this so that was it Not, nothing real obscure on that one but that was mine what do you got Chris? well Slayer of course because they were and I I didn't want to go with Metallica because 
they just weren't to me as Megadeth was my I liked Megadeth a little more. Okay, yeah. And it, you know, it was the eighties. Not ready I, to it, see you yet. <laughs> I really liked Death Angel. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think the band Death Holy the, shit. Yeah. They were I put that as a backup. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah, they were just alone, fucking, so Yeah, time. they were just Chuck Schuldiner. I don't uh, know how to say his That's name pretty close, right, yeah. But holy shit, that was just fucking amazing. And I think he topped himself uh, right before he got, what was it, cancer or something? Yeah, cancer. Uh, I don't even remember the name of the fucking album now. Uh I know I'm trying to think. Right. <laughs> I know the one you're talking about. I can't think of it now either. I could just sit here and start naming off now. There was a, let's see, leprosy is the one that comes to mind first. Uh, that was spiritual healing. Yeah. And then it had uh, the philosopher. Mm-hmm. What was the name of that? I don't even remember. Philosoraptor. Yes. <laughs> Philosoraptor. <laughs> but yeah, so, yeah. Cool. Andrew? As far as what I picked, like I said, I wasn't alive for any of it, so I was weird. But I definitely picked the Andy Warhol route where they did art for the sake oh, yeah. of being art, so I went with that. Like, White Zombie at that time was straight noise at that time. It was before any major label behind it. They put out two albums in that time period, though, that were just so dirty and raunchy. Like, I think they just used, like, a cassette player as their sampler for a little bit when they were doing the noise shit in the studios like them. And then, oddly, the jump to fancier things was, like, Anthrax, because Anthrax is Anthrax. Like, that, um, the Posse song. Still yeah. so great. I mean, probably wasn't around that time frame, but it's such an awesome hit. I, I remember had, that album coming out. I had an English, an English speech I had to do. I was a sophomore in high school, and I didn't get any notes around it. I, I totally forgot I had to do it. And I got up there, and I pretty much just quoted the words from the Indian song. <laughs> and made it look like I was having some kind of political message like our Indian brothers getting burned the original Americans turned into second class citizens and that was like my, that was, it wasn't English it was like speech class yeah. and you had to do like public speech. So you break up the stanzas in your phone I did I, 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 I didn't sing the song I made yeah. it I kind of just it was, it was a spoken word. I did the exact same thing in an acting class with a cradle of Phil song. <laughs> I forgot real quick, but I had the book with me, so I was like, I got this. The only problem is I'm terrible at reading, so they have big words. <laughs> All right, I'll just tell you now. Some of them you can't pronounce. Now, in third, this is where I drifted from the metal aspect of it, is fucking Negative Land. Any of you ever listen to Negative Land? Yeah, oh yeah. Really weird. Their Escape the Noise, I think, was 1987, or maybe a couple albums before that, but yeah. still, such weird, and they did all that with just cutting tape and taping it together. Everyone should check that out, and it definitely influenced all noise-ish music. Any little pops and clicks you hear in anything today from pop music or rock is like, 
Yeah, we stole it from those bastards that just, for some reason, turned a typewriter into a baseball bat slash keyboard. <laughs> Man, yeah, I'd actually kind of forgotten about those guys. There's an acapella group up in Michigan by me that does weddings <laughs> of only Negative Land songs. <laughs> so it's a very, very niche market. Not only do you have to know who Negative Land is, you have to like acapella music and want them at your wedding. <laughs> All right, Chris. What was the question? Top three most influential metal bands of the 80s. Metal bands of the 80s. See, I don't know because all the other, all my metal bands of the 80s also did music in the 70s and the 90s. I mean, first concert I well, went to. Well, I still say that still counts because it's still first, in the 80s. First, first concert I went to was in the 80s, like 1984, it was like ZZ Top okay. on the Eliminator tour. So, you know, ZZ Top, that would be my 80s band. Uh,. I always played drums, or tried to play drums to Van Halen when I was learning how to play drums in the 80s. Okay. That, that's my 80s influential band, and uh, who else? Yes, when I was in high school, I put in the cassette and played along all of, all of the drums to all the songs, because the drums all sounded the same, and it was the... Uh, Soundtrack to the Maximum Overdrive movie by ACDC. <laughs> who made who? That whole album was the greatest hits album, and uh, you could just play it front to back. And since the drum beats the same on every song, <laughs> yeah. I knew how to play the entire album easily and quickly. So I guess those those are three bands. Okay, that's three. I'll say they count. <laughs> Well, as long as I have <laughs> your backing, that's all that really matters. Yeah, of course. All right. Uh, question number six was, five essential movies you think millennials must watch. Five? Yeah, five. It's really five. See, this is why people... Five? Form of a list. This is a nice... This is a nice... Can I your list? Almost round, round. No! No, you can't. I'm gonna I'm gonna sit here and say it anyhow. <laughs> oh, I like how he just disappears. Alright, at any rate. Number one will be no surprise to anyone that knows me any length of time. Number one was Road Warrior. I just awesome movie, blew my mind first time I saw it. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it still holds up for what it is today. Yeah. I mean Al George is still Yeah. Making movies. I was so proud to hear he's gonna go ahead and work on the uh uh Mad Max, I'm trying to remember if he, he's calling it the Wasteland or Armageddon now. The follow-up Fury Road. Nice. He was going to farm it out to somebody else and decided he wanted to do it. So, anyway, yes, Road Warrior, <coughs> awesome movie. I still think it's worth seeing. Number two, Big Lebowski. Also now being a uh, or ordained priest in Dudism, I feel <laughs> like it's my duty to promote that movie. That, and that was another movie that actually took me a while to get to. Yeah, I remember when it first came out. I was like, "Wow, that movie looks really weird." Of course, it's Coen Brothers. So, but uh, yeah, it's, the amount of people that still have not seen that amazes me. I'm a nihilist, <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I just I recommend everybody check it out. I'm like, it, you're going to think it's weird as fuck when you first start watching it. Just hang with it. Uh, number three, 
It's the classic, The Warriors. That's another one that probably shouldn't surprise anybody. <laughs> it's just, I don't know, it's just such a great B movie. And just, not anyone that's ever heard, Warriors, come out to play. That's where it comes from. Because I had even forgotten Twisted Sister used that on their Come Out and Play album. Until oh. recently. Uh, four, I felt like I had to pick a good horror movie. So for me, the base one, Halloween. The original Halloween movie. And then five, I I've actually I ended up going back because I originally wrote Empire Strikes Back, but I'm like, you know what? Most millennials are aware of Star Wars one way or another. So I picked Falling Down with mm-hmm. Kirk Douglas. That was one of the last true independent movies that got made. Most studios probably wouldn't make that anymore. So, I don't know. It's just a great movie. Front to back, in my opinion. All right, Chris. Well, for me, I think people should see a lot of different things. And because I work at the library... It was library, probably hard for you to go down it was five. Very, it, was, it was very hard. Because since working at the library, I noticed that the really fucking awesome movies don't ever get taken. <laughs> I mean, just what you're picking at the end of the day, so you well, have to enjoy it. Someone checked out Navy stuff. Seals again? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you tell somebody Akira Kurosawa's fucking Seven Samurai, and they're going to uh, be... I, I, do I have to read? <laughs> you don't have to. You don't just have to. No. Yeah, but to understand a fucking word they're saying, you do. <laughs> so that's one of them. Seven Samurai, and I'm gonna have to say because this is one of my the last temptation of Christ. Oh yeah. Best snuff film I ever saw. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's a wonderful film. And it does kind of push those limits of... I don't want to say. We have a Brooklyn-accented, red-haired Hari Keitel playing a Jew. (laughs) And and Bowie playing Pontius Pilate. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. So, I'll look past that, Scorsese. And, and, you know... (laughs) uh, Willem Dafoe as Cross. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can't get much better than Willem Dafoe. <laughs> I had no idea that's what Oh, was. yeah. And to me, I don't know. I didn't understand why Christians got so pissed off. I guess, you know, I, I think it's a great film about being human. And if, if, if you believe that Jesus Christ was your savior and came down to earth, was part man and part God, that meant he still was part man. So it, to me, it shouldn't have pissed anybody off because it's, it's about the struggle, the struggle within. And to me, I, I thought it was great. And then, B-movie love, <laughs> I would say the beyond by Lucio Fulci, oh, yeah. Suspiria yeah. by uh, Dario Argento, and Lisa and the Devil by Mario Bava. My love for Italian horror. I knew it was going to come <laughs> in at some point. Yeah. <laughs> I think it came right after the Jesus film. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Andrew. Um, well, I'm expecting tons of hate all the time. So, <laughs> I picked Rubber. 
Oh, you see yeah. a rubber with oh, a tire yeah. that has teleconnect powers yes. to kill people. No, I missed that. Oh, this great. Check out rubber. Was <laughs> it Quentin Du... I forgot his I name. I don't have any idea who directed but the this opening is, monologue of just like, oh why was E.T. Brown no reason at all? <laughs> the whole film starts out with a car just knocking over chairs down a dirt road. And that sets the pace for the entire movie. There's the no movie, point to it. The movie's fantastic. And it, yes. it, it crosses the line between being cinema and reality. Because yeah, because you're spectating the film uh, as it's being filmed. And they address you. Yeah. They address you. <laughs> Fuck the third from wall. From the film. Yeah, that's right. There's no fourth wall. Oh, Guess man. what? You're here. <laughs> yeah. It's a great pick. Oh, yeah. Everybody should watch that. And I try to show it to people. And it only works if I get them really stoned beforehand. <laughs> yeah. like, this is great. And then they'll try showing their friends. And they're like, they looked at me like I was retarded the whole time. I'm like, no. Damn, that movie's great. <laughs> it is. Just take it to heart. That, and, um, I also threw, like, have you seen God Bless America? It was, yes. it was God. Uh, Bobcat. Bobcat Gold. Yes. Oh, that's right. What's his last name? I can't ever say it. Goldthwait? Yes. <laughs> Way to slur it all together for me. That but, Goldthwait. <laughs> oh, his. Every movie he does is awesome because it's such a dark movie. Like even Oh, you mean like Shakes the Clown? Shakes yeah. the Clown was awesome. <laughs> even uh, the world's greatest dad and whatnot. Yeah. Right? Autoerotic fixation death, but no. God Bless America was great, and it's very current time accurate with the amount of shootings we have all the time. Yeah. And so is my second pick of Hits by uh, David Cross. David Cross did Hits uh. and awesome movie he even released it for free so you can watch it on any wherever you pirate your movies it's up there for free you put it there hits yeah hits okay. and it's basically just follows people around trying to get like it's got every genre of that kind of fame whore person mm. where one person doesn't want to be the fame whore but becomes the fame whore one person desperately wants to be the internet fame whore and become does everything to do it it just crosses all the lines of it in even it starts off like this is a true story about something that hasn't happened yet. And slowly <laughs> but surely, all these things have happened, and it's really sad. He's very much like Bobcat in his movie directing. Yeah. And then, um, as far as weird films, I put City here. City of Lost Children, mm -hmm. which is oh, yeah. cool as hell. I yeah. just love the fact they're stealing the dreams from these sleeping children and whatnot. If you haven't seen it, watch it. And yeah. if you have seen it, you know it's weird as hell. Yeah. That's a foreign film too, right? There was yeah, French. Yeah, you know and that, um, There was another one which I picked as the last one. I think it was just Alien or Angel. It's like Alien or Angel, but the font is spelt weird. But it's this six foot blonde alien angel girl who comes <laughs> down and just helps this alcoholic Irish guy the whole time. So she's kind of an angel, but she also still has to bang dudes in some club bathroom <laughs> to get money for him to do anything. Oh, okay. I, yeah. All right. Oh, yeah, this. like I said, it's either angel or alien, but yeah. they slur the words so goddamn together, and it's a foreign film, so you're still stuck reading the whole damn thing. It's one of those. I watched those twice. Any foreign film, and you're stuck. <laughs> yeah. like, I love visual effects of all my movies, and it's hard to do while reading. Yeah. Was that five? I have, yeah. That's close enough. Yeah, that problem with some anime with it. It's not done See, in English. See, I still can't get on the anime with bandwagon. I don't know why. Some of it's great. Some of it's absolutely terrible. Then watch Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, really? I see that a lot on Adult Swim. And they being, play, that, being, yeah. being into the music you're into, yeah. fuck yeah. 
Like Get really seen, high and then watch it. Ah, so that <laughs> it's helps even, with all. It's even That's better. That's how I watch yeah. like Cowboy Bebop and things Either like that. That one, Ghost of the Shell's a really good recommendation. Or if you just really want to totally fuck your mind, uh, oh, I'm trying to think how the Urusaka Doji. Urusaka Doji. Yes, Legend <laughs> yeah, of the Overfeed. I watched some of those actually. Yeah. Or weird. or. If you just want pure violence, the fist, thing is, fist of the North Star. Or anything like that. It's completely the animation that drives me nuts with animator. Yeah, it's the sharpness to it. I don't like the sharpness of their tones and how they draw the figure. It bothers me as an artist. Somebody, I draw shit all the time. I paint stuff all the time, and the sharpness of their edges drives me nuts. They like, <laughs> blend something. God damn it! You don't need a black line all the time. I understand the generic cartoons do it. They're doing all that digital. You're drawing this shit and still put that hard line in there. Their big eyes. <laughs> Which is that opposite of racism? If all the yeah. are giving everybody big eyes? I don't know. I've often wondered that myself. Either way, right. they're getting fucked by an octopus. Yeah. 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 Octopus cock. Yeah. <laughs> well, did you hear the original reason for that? Like the whole tentacle porn thing? No, I have Because there was no way in hell that the Japanese government were going to let them draw cat cartoons with actual penises. Yeah, that's true. So that's how they got around it. We just used slimy tentacles. They, oh, they still... They only blur the vagina, you're right. Yeah. Which is weird, they do it on cartoons, too. I know. <laughs> a pixelated yeah, That's why penis. you gotta get the uncut. They have vending machines you can get dirty panties from. I heard Ew. that and I thought it was great. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Come on, America. <laughs> no, I just imagine as you go lower on the list, the dirtier the panties get. Yeah. You know? And the dirtier the side. Bloody yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want brown or yellow? <laughs> you said dirty. I did. Yeah. <laughs> Taking all that. <laughs> all right, Chris. <laughs> what, me? You're five? Favorite. Yeah. <clears throat> all right, five things that millennials should watch, I guess. Uh, how about some old school comedy like Orgasmo? Yes, <laughs> you know they made South Park. They did some good movies too. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I was gonna say Team America, but I think I like yeah, Orgasmo. Orgasmo, uh, yeah, I think I really sure. think I like Orgasmo a bit better. And then uh, another old O movie. This this will be my uh, this will be my foreign film, the original Old Boy. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh, what else? American comedy. It's got to be Airplane. Okay. Airplane. Let's see what else. Shirley, you must be kidding. (laughs) He isn't. I'm not kidding. Don't call me Shirley. (laughs) What else do we have? Movies about gladiators. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that would be... Hercules and the Haunted World. Great, great Mario Baba. (laughs) What's the Hercules movie they did with The Rock in it? Was it just called Hercules? I think so, yeah. Oh, that was great. (laughs) Where he wasn't really super at all. (laughs) Arching up one eyebrow at everybody. (laughs) I don't know if it was really his muscles or just that big elbow that he'd give him that. The fact he wore a lion that he just found dead around. (laughs) That's this thing that seemed tough. It's like, I didn't kill a lion. Huh. Old Quentin Tarantino movie True Romance. Oh yeah, I always like that one. Let's see. So that's about four. Let's see. What's number five? 
Number no, no, number five, that would be Johnny Five is Alive, Short Circuit. Yes. <laughs> oh, I forgot about it completely. <laughs> Way to go, <laughs> man. I, I, I was struggling to figure out five once Short I said circuit, the word number yeah. five. You know. I'm glad you didn't go with the porno of remake of any of the films you said. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I got a friend since I've been uh, setting up my Plex server and having like streaming videos to everywhere. I, sh- I share it with a friend, and he's like, "Oh man, I, I haven't watched Walking Dead in a long time. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta put Walking Dead on your server." It's like okay, and I was looking around for him, and I found an actual a hardcore porn parody, <laughs> parody of Walking Dead, and it was great. <laughs> what the, what the zombie fuckers. They take turns <laughs> on that zombie chain to a car. <laughs> Listen, he knows. <laughs> I saw it recently. Yeah. <laughs> on the drive here, just slow yeah. jerking. <laughs> slow jerking. That's when you get romantic about it. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I do got to interject okay. that I think there is one movie that every person in America should watch, Idiocracy. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Because it's not supposed to be a documentary no. how things are supposed to go. It's supposed to be a tale of woe, and you're not supposed to be like that. Okay, I'm done with my yep. I agree. I've seen that come up a lot again recently. It's like, when do we actually slip into Idiocracy? Uh, yeah, that is a huge problem. <laughs> you know... I mean, we're having fucking riots at a political meeting. Yeah, I mean, could be how a problem, though. They saw this movie and they thought it was cool. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. It. yeah. So maybe they should watch it so they don't know. You know? I'm just waiting for uh, fucking Trump to start firing off a machine gun. You wait. It's going to start off slow, though. He's going to do a t-shirt cannon first. Yeah. Just Blasting out the Trump t-shirt. While he's wearing his Mountain Dew jacket. Yeah. No, it's all right. Bilderberg elected all those people forever ago. It doesn't yeah. matter what we yeah. do now. <laughs> I'll end it conspiracy-wise. All right, we'll move on. Number seven. Oh, of course it's had <laughs> Sorry. Walking Dead porno. <laughs> I told you, that zombie gives Zombies. She's asking for it. What are they eating? <laughs> brains. <Yeah>. More brains. <laughs> I just like how better the makeup got with those. Like, if you saw Re-Penetrator or... Uh, <laughs> oh, that, that was gonna be one of my movies. Corn of the Dead or Re-Penetrator. Re- 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 okay. Those aren't as good zombies as these are. Now they're, like, terrifying zombies. I'd be terrified. Yeah. <laughs> if you Google snuff porn long enough, you're not going to find real snuff porn. Yeah. You know, <laughs> unless you find a Russian film, in which case, oh, don't click on no, it. Do yeah. not. Yeah. Right? I haven't slept for months. <laughs> A Serbian film. Have you See, seen that, that was at least fake. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had the whole discussion yeah. on this that nobody should watch it. The earnestness of people like that was at least fake. <laughs> I bet he's seen some shit. You've seen some shit. <laughs> All right, number seven. Favorite store that's gone, independent or chain. And for me, it was Hills. I have such lovely memories of the Hills store. Walking in. Stand-up arcade games right there. The smell of the popcorn that was exactly. always going. Pong. <laughs> well, usually it was like Donkey Kong Jr. I remember the uh, original Street Fighter. I was there when they got Pong. Original Street Fighter's in there. But yeah, I remember they being fascinated. They had a huge record collection earlier. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and also, when I was a kid, I was fascinated because on the end caps, when we get close to Christmas in the toy department, they'd always do these huge fucking displays. Because yeah. I remember when Empire Strikes Back, they did like a huge, someone built Hoth and a little end yeah. cap with the Snowtroopers yeah. and the Atwalker, and yeah, I don't know. I remember that, and that's the one I was going to say, so. Yeah, I think. <laughs> Because I remember up until they closed, I would still find weird, cool shit in there, even for clothes. I remember one, in, I one time they had Santa Cruz skateboards, long sleeve shirts in there. And I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck, for $8? Hell yes. So yeah, that was mine. I used to leave my glasses in there every Halloween, I think. There's a few Halloweens I left my glasses in there trying on Monster Mask. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Well, that's pretty easy for you then. Yeah. <laughs> I'm <All right>. yeah. <laughs> It's hard. Any record store really is always sad that it's gone. Yeah. You go in there, flip through, and find really weird shit all the yeah. time. Like, yeah. I miss when there was an experimental section in a record store. Yeah. yeah. But other than that, it's like, sadly enough, the Borders books, because I used to go there for, because they were the mm-hmm. only place that carried foreign magazines up by me. Yeah. So I could go get Future Musician and whatnot. Like, all those magazines came with like 100-something sound samples. Like, I have a oh. library of like gig after gig, <laughs> loops upon loops upon loops, just from buying those magazines every month. Granted, nice. 15 bucks for a stupid magazine, but it teach you how to program shit and any stupid nerdy stuff that I'd like. <laughs> All right, Chris. Uh, what was the question? Favorite store that you wish was still open. Yeah, that's the question. Okay, so that would be. I, I, uh, breaking away in Toledo, Ohio, was a skate shop where I first started uh, buying clothes that wasn't off the rack. Even though I'm not a skater. And that's what's worse is I am a skater and I really don't miss that store that much. I still <laughs> I'll get I'll get into that in a minute. Go ahead. Well that's where I first found like uh Stussy hats and shirts and you know, you had everything else, you know, you had your Phillies blunt shirts and it, it to a certain point it was like uh Spencer's or Hot Topics before well, that, <coughs> before either of those things were ever around. Well that's kinda why I didn't care for that too much because after a while it would just degrade. They switched owners so many times and it just kind of degraded to the lowest common denominator. The last time I remember going into the store, it was all weed shirts and ICP shirts, and there was not much skate gear left anymore. So, in its heyday, it was a pretty cool store. But yeah, this is. I, this, I don't wish it was still. This around. is pre nineteen ninety five. I wish. I wish it was in the original state, not not the state it became. Does, it, does that count? Sure. <laughs> so I'm going to interject something because that brought up a good point. I remember, and so did you, with any record store, <clears throat> yeah, you don't like to see them go. No. When Booknook closed recently mm-hmm. there in Finley, I was very depressed because you could go in there and find little paperbacks for two bucks, yeah. maybe, maybe, if they cost that much. And they'd be by authors that I loved, uh, authors that I was told about by somebody and never found anything and you couldn't order their stuff anymore. And then you find it and you find it in there and you're like, Olaf Stapleton, one of the best science fiction writers, incredible. 
50 cents. Hola. Book fell Berserker. apart. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Weird space stuff, like far ahead of its time. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That was the last place in Finley, too. It was, still had comics yep. at that point. Yep. Now, last time I was in a record store, I was like overjoyed. I found Boyd Rice non-albums. And those nobody buys them or even prints them. I imagine. <laughs> so somebody bought two of them and they were in this record shop. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, no, I almost put Stardust actually as mine, but that's yeah. still, all I tell is just a little bit better. So, but yeah, Stardust was that. Well, that was when I started discovering music. Yeah, that's where I went. Yeah, me too. Bought my first Misfits cassette in there. Hell, I think actually my first. I got something to say. My first actual. I went to Stardust today. Band shirt was actually Suicidal Tendencies Join the Army that I bought there. So. See, yeah. I liked that. I was at the transition of the tape con- cassette thing. So I owned yes. one tape cassette, and it was uh, the Dangerous Mind soundtrack that I took somebody. <laughs> somebody had it, and that was the only tape cassette I ever owned, and then I switched to CDs. Well, this is the point where CDs were not quite a thing yet. That would probably happen about a year and a half, two years later. Because then the first CD I got was uh, Dead Kennedys, Give Me Convenience or Give Me Death. I think I thought it was hilarious because I grew up during the transition of they wanted to try doing mini discs. So, like, for a little oh, bit yeah. of my time, but there was mini discs I had of shit that are now, unless you have a mini disc player and yeah. you have shit, you don't have any way to play these three hour long fucking <laughs> cubes. <laughs> I thought those fit in a regular CD changer, like in your tower. They do. They've got that if you take smaller, out, that if you take the case ring. off them, you can play them in small things that grab it. Because there is just a small CD in there, is all it is. It's a small CD in a little cube case. So you can dismantle them like, ah, oh, there's a death metal band that their album was a skull with a gas mask. And that's how the CD was shaped. So you put it in there. It doesn't work in cars that you, like, feed it. Yeah, it just breaks happen. those. But anyone you put the center on, it's fine. <coughs> it was hilarious because Boyd Rice and Giddy Partridge released a record in the shape of a heart. Which is a pain in the ass to play on a record player. Like, what asshole makes a record like this? Like, alright, it's fine, just don't play the outside edges where it goes song, 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 stop. Song, 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 stop. Song. So you get like three tracks out of the eight tracks on it. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Number eight. Top three influential guitar players, no Eddie Van Halen. So for me, my first pick was pretty obvious for me because it was Hendrix. I remember being fascinated when I was young listening to him. Still still does just floor me to watch him. Uh, Jimmy Page, I had to give him credit. Yeah. Led Zeppelin. And I did originally put Dimebag, but I'm like, Shindor's coming. He will probably mention Dimebag. He wasn't really one of my favorite guitar players, but I know he influenced a whole shitload of people and kids in the 90s. So, but instead, I had to put one of my own influences that especially reared its head as the older I've gotten is Iomi. Yep. The whole Doom riff. I just still love playing it to this day. So... See the one that had metal fingers as well because he'd lost yeah. a couple of them. And, uh, his last day at his yeah. job, he was going... He went home for lunch... Was going to be like, oh, fuck it, I'm not going back. And his mom made him go back. Just go be a good worker, finish out the day. And yeah, he, how great is that to hang over your mom's head? Mom's <laughs> always guilt trippy about stuff. Thanks, like, mom. Thanks. I'm a <laughs> guitar player. Yeah. Famous for it. <laughs> like melt plastic over the nubs to be able to. Yeah, play yeah, or yeah, 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 yeah,
He's got metal ones now, but yeah, originally it was heavy. Yeah, I'd see a picture of it. Rock sound too. This is that yeah. metal steel string guitar sound. All right, Chris. Pretty much the same. Uh, Hendrix, Clapton, and yeah, mine was. I couldn't decide on, you know, <clears throat> those two were. This is the gamut all right See, there. I love yeah. Clapton, but I always remember there was this interview with him where he was talking to a jazz guitar player he opened up for. It's like, oh, yeah, you liked all my riffs? I stole them all from you, man. I've been playing your riffs for years and just slightly <laughs> changing them. And it's like, yeah, he's a he played them very well, and he's got his tone. But it's still, he at least acknowledged, like, yeah, man, these are the American Blue riffs that yep. I've been stealing for decades. And because... It is who it is, George Harrison. Yeah, he yeah. he's amazing in his own right. Okay, okay, Andrew. Oh, what did I do? I went weird about it. I assume it's <laughs> like I love how Tom Morello from Rage Against Machine uses okay. his guitar. Yeah, I mean, just the awkward use of his guitar alone, and he's got a custom. I'm gonna make a mix table out of my fucking guitar. Yeah, he made a custom guitar where he made his on-offs or his switch yeah. kill stuff so he could use it as a gate. Why not him and um, oh, the Doors guitarist? How he plays yeah. alone. Yeah. Robbie uh, Krieger? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, just the finger picking and how he made it sound. Very flamenco mixed in with like a rocky kind of vibe to it. Yeah. And of course, uh, Frank Zappa is a beast okay. of guitar, man. Yeah. Everyone who's played a lick that's really long and then just stops suddenly, but it's got that dynamic to it, that is a Frank Zappa riff. Dealing. You were just imitating a Frank Zappa dynamic riff, and him and his band alone. Yeah. Beast as far as musicians. And then Buckethead, because it's Buckethead. Yeah. He's, he can do anything he wants, and he's weird as hell, and it's always fine. He's one of those, he has the problem, like everybody else, where he'll run scales like crazy. Yeah. But when he wants to make the guitar something other than a guitar, he knows his instrument. Yeah. Like the other people I mentioned, they're not just good guitar players. They know their instrument, and they can make it do anything. And that's the thing. You have all the same notes as a piano player. You have all the same notes as anybody else. It's how you use them properly, and they know their place with them. Yeah. All right. Chris? Well, I guess my favorite guitar players would be uh, John Bonham, <laughs> Keith Moon. You realize and, I was probably uh, going to use that question for the next roundtable we had. <laughs> and... Uh, well, I like I said, I never, I never said it. Okay, like I said, I never said it yet, but I'm about to say that uh, I never paid attention to guitar players. I was the drummer in the band. <laughs> if it was someone I'm listening to. It's going to be the bass guy, so we can click yeah. in together. Yeah, I, I always joked with people that my favorite guitarist ever was Cliff Burton. <laughs> he played the guitar better than any fucking guitar player I knew. Because he's fucking amazing. It was really what, what, yeah. Uh, as far as, yeah, the structure of his struts. And, and uh, what, what, anesthesia, pulling teeth. teeth. To me, that is one of the best guitar solos ever. Too bad it's on bass. <laughs> it's still a guitar. Yeah. And I just, I, I, he's amazing. Yeah. Well, you know, I guess, you know, if you're talking about a guitar stringed instrument, Steve Martin is awesome on the banjo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Victor Wooten on the bass. Bass, yeah. I 
mean, we gotta throw in Steve Vai. I mean, that guy's in. I don't know. Invade Momstein. Yeah, they influenced everything now because they can play a million notes in you know one bar, and now that's what everybody thinks you should do to be a good guitar player. Have you heard of Stickman and whatnot with the bass player from King's X? He plays that custom built instrument. It's basically a bass slash guitar. It's like twelve strings all built across the thing. Oh like, yeah, it's, it. oh, it's well, a he's bass always, stick, right? He's always like played. He's always played that eight-string bass, Doug Pinnock from King's yeah, X. That's and he gets that amazingly cool, like, sound. I don't know. Check out uh, Stickman, then he's okay. with a couple other people. Phenomenal. It's weird music, because it's like a mix of rock slash weird electro. Okay. It's cool as hell. Cool, cool, cool. <clears throat> Alrighty. Then uh, on to the last one. Then, What song do you wish would disappear from existence? I didn't really have to think too well, long for me. Well, I said it earlier when Schindorf was here. I said Freebird. <laughs> okay. And he said Sweet Home Alabama, so... Well, I think we're, I think we're, on, we're <laughs> on the same wavelength, but I'll let everybody else... We should just all keep Leonard Skinner songs. That smell yeah. song is pretty terrible, too. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, it's awkward if you're in an elevator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I've had... There's a lot of people that love this band and Owen, and I think part of my problem is I heard them so much growing up. And then they had a popular resurgence in the middle of the 80s, and they put out one of the worst songs I thought they'd ever done, and that was Beach Boys' Kokomo. Cannot I forgot to that, that song. Now, yes, that's so And every perfect. so often, I'll be shopping somewhere, and I hear it come over the PA, and I immediately want to go strangle somebody. So yeah, for me, it could drop out of existence, and... I would be okay with it. So, yeah, I, like that. I, the, I don't know, this super tenor of tone of the Beach Boys has never been a favorite with me. Anyhow. No, the, um, Weird album was the only good one they did, the Animal Sounds or whatever the fuck one they did where they, it was all weird instruments for days. That sounds, that sounds thank you. That's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a great album. Yeah, that was album. the only Beach Boys anyone should ever listen to. I don't know. A smiley smile that's fucking cool too that's that's the one that was really a lot of the the sounds because then the, the end of it is uh was that right before or two good, years before? good vibrations oh okay they I don't know Kokomo that's good. yeah I just, yeah and I remember seeing just the video on MTV and then I'd see cover bands play it uh-huh. yeah Yes, I just was one of those questions you gotta dig deep in your hatred of stuff. Like, yeah, you dislike a lot of stuff. Like, uh, yeah, which one do I mind punch me? You know, <laughs> anything new country I could deal with out. But I, 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 I can't decide. <laughs> fucking Margaritaville. <laughs> you fucking shove that song straight up your fucking ass. <laughs> I don't know. Ever since I learned what it was about, I'm fine with that song. The really weird fact that people find in love connections with the person they like through other love connections. Or one of my fucking absolute, I can't, I don't fucking know, I want to strangle people when they fucking call this fucker out. Brown Eyed Girl. If okay. I can't fucking stand Brown Eyed Girl. I've heard so many bands do it, and they all sound the same. Shitty. 
There's no good way to cut that song. No. No. <laughs> Black Betty, Bama Lamb. I can go too. Okay. <laughs> and then, you know, I, I just. I, I, I'm, I'm with you guys. The three Skinner songs Free Bird, Sweet Home Alabama, and uh, what's that other one that everybody wants you to play? Give me three steps. That's there it. There you go. Yeah, I love Skinner. Except those three fucking <coughs> songs, I don't care to hear ever again. Maybe Freebird, if it's, you know, my choosing. <laughs> and I'm high on smack. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't care. On hearing you all talk about it, like, I almost readjusted what it was upon the songs I heard a whole bunch. I was at the strip club for a while, so love with the strippers definitely are those I'd like to never hear again. But originally, I have a hate for charity, so I wrote down this song to pick as the song I hate is Do They Know It's Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> First off, have you seen the music video for this song? Yes, it yes. starts out with them moving dead bodies around for no good reason, yeah, really and then nice. all of a sudden, Do They Know It's Christmas? And I don't know. Just something about the insincerity of all band-aids. I really think they fuck themselves. I'm glad nobody ever listens to the song, but the fact they were ever made pisses me off. Like, if we could just go back in time and slap the shit out of whoever marketing exact was like, I got an idea. Let's get everybody that nobody's heard of, plus some celebrities from America, and do this song. Put out a charity. song for charity, but None we're going to get all the money. We're going to get tons <laughs> of the money. By the way, you'll never have to do community service. Wasn't that another thing? Uh, oh, God. What's his name from Boomtown Rats? Put together? Oh, shit. I can't think of it. He's in the wall too. The movie in the wall. Geldorf. Yeah, Bob Geldorf. Wasn't that something else he put together? Was it him? I don't remember. <clears throat> I'm trying to remember. Yeah, that was Band Aid and uh, the. Yeah. Chris that's what I'm hating on. I'm hating on Band Aid right now. I'm just like me right now. Fuck them all. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're right. You're right too. Cost a hundred thousand dollars to fly everybody to that fucking studio. Twenty five hundred dollars an hour. <laughs> yeah, you know they're starving children in Africa. That we're singing a yeah. song for. Then we're videotaping and putting in our videos. I had not seen the video until I Googled, like, what song do I hate the most? And I watched that video. I was like, nope, you win. You win. Yeah. I starved to death child out of the thing as your video for the song. If I want to see this, I'll go to live links and masturbate. All right, I'm going to watch the video. All right, Chris. He did free bird. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you kind of cheated. All right. Well, I guess that really about does it. Way to end with a bang. Yeah. You cheated. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, usually it's you trolling. Stop. Cut me it right there. Giving me shit, but I don't know. Kind of turned it around today. All right. So I know. Uh, let's see. Mr. Spradlin, I don't believe you got any plugs this time, do you? No, we're you not should, playing. Uh, Google Electronic, <laughs> whatever the hell it is this month. Still want to promote your band anyhow? Um, yeah, sure. I'm actually working on some different stuff. I'm trying to combine some genres. My, my love of punk and metal with the blues. <laughs> and I'm kind of... The band I have that uh, how do I put this? 
these guys are more blues players than they are rock players. So okay. I have to kind of form everything to that. So I'm uh, doing that. That'll be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Andrew, I know you had something to plug. Is that it? Uh, yes, the most recent one will be March 26th. That's at the realm up in Toledo, and that's our Dubtronica show. We do a once a month kind of electronic, okay. noisy dubstep kind of music. And then April seventh, we're playing uh, with acoustic hookah and whatnot out at a ranch in Frontier Ranch, somewhere in Ohio. That sounds kind of shady. <laughs> it's a legitimate thing though it does look like a ranch advertisement if you find it online you'll just assume that we like ranch dressing okay but it's actually acoustic hookah us and like 30 other bands for three days okay and with that one opposed to normally it's peanut butter and jelly and I we just do like dubstep kind of like he calls it sacred bass which is just wobbly dirty low stuff but we've got a six piece band it's uh, me Daniel and Jason from Living Dead along with three other members from Boogie Matrix so we're going to kind of do like a funkish jam thing for that and we'll see how it turns out because I've heard two of the songs and we're six practices deep it should be fine (laughs) (laughs) we all kind of know what we're doing it'll be great and you'll love it so go there (laughs) April 7th and wherever Acoustic Hookah's doing that Hookah at the Ranch Uh, any social media people check you guys out on? Uh, you? Six Goto on Twitter, Andrew Goto on Facebook, and I have no idea what my Instagram is. Google it all, and you'll find <laughs> terrible pictures of my junk online. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I guess uh, you... I mean it's good-looking junk. It's just terrible <laughs> yeah, pictures. Yeah, it's just terrible <laughs> picture. Good if you junk. want to see Chris's mouth in a lot of pictures, <laughs> you won't see his junk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's skill, son. That's skill. <laughs> All right, well, uh, I guess following that, uh, if anybody else has any uh, questions, comments, you can hit us up at uh, punkoffpodcastgmail.com. Uh, I guess, really, that's about it. Should we apologize to Juggalos about the start of this? Yeah, yeah, I guess we're kind of sorry about that. Sorry, no, about sorry we're kind of sorry, but, you know. We <laughs> can't take a joke. You listen to a band about clowns. If you can't take a joke, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry, uh, Sam Potts couldn't make it. I don't know what happened to him, honestly. We should have acted like he was here, but just really quiet. <laughs> <laughs> so, we'll catch up later see what happened with Sam. I know he was like really looking forward to doing this, so either he uh, forgot it was Daylight Savings Time, although hey, he's way he late by be, now. Yeah, that was <laughs> So, uh, I don't have any good uh, outro comments this time, so I think I'll let Chris use his own that he used last time. Say testicles. <laughs> tentacles? Oh, how you say? Octopus? Uh, tentacles? Testicles. There's oh, yeah. Story. <clears throat> and go fuck yourself. <laughs>
damn, 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 damn. We are damned.